got it locked on Rodeo Radio. Hey, Tony, drop that. What, please? I bet. Dr. Dre in the place to be. Co rocking shit with my homeboy Steve. After Rodeo, get stupid, son. Yo. Don't think that you can get none of Trey The motherfucking doctor The bitch hopper The sucker motherfucker stopper I'm fucked up so don't mind what I'm saying I'm just kicking it But Steve, Tony, A and Susan Yo, we can choose it Dope shit to put in a mix Know what I'm saying? We kick shit like And, and That's a fact And if your shit ain't in a mix You know it's swag And that ain't no bullshit Kicking facts on a serious tip. Word up, Dr. Dre's in full effect doing serious damage, boy. Tony A! Tony A! When you're ready, go. Welcome back, everybody, to Rodian Radio, episode 118, and I am your host, Tony A. the Wizard. So before I introduce my very special guest, let me go ahead and give a couple of announcements. Once again, for those of you that are interested in buying an ad, you can contact us at DocuMixery slash forward ads for more information. If you got an album, if you have merch, if you got restaurants, whatever you're selling, whatever you're trying to promote, you can buy an ad and we'll play it during the break on Rodian Radio podcast here on Rodian Radio. So um, you could buy up to one ad. You, it could be a slideshow. It could be a flyer. It could be a video. Uh, but for more details, go to DocuMixery forward slash uh, ads. Um, other than that, you could buy up to, once again, one ad, uh, two weeks worth or a month's worth. And um, our our page, Rodian Radio, actually gets about a, a half a million views every month. Uh, every episode averages at least about 10,000 views. So you are... You, on one episode, even if you just bought one ad, you're going to get about 10,000 views. So that's all I'm saying. It'll help your business. It'll help your album. It'll help your merch. So other than that, um, once again, if you want to go and buy some merch, um, we got shirts, hats, beanies, uh, you name it. We You can go to DocuMixery.com documentary.com and for those of you that are interested on on the cds uh the hard copies we still have a few few left okay uh people have been asking me for the blu-ray on the documentary that will be out soon hopefully it all depends on that company due to the covid thing pandemic that's going on but without further ado please allow me to introduce my very special guest for today gloria sol formerly known as glow yep how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm oh. glad you. I'm glad you can make it. <laughs> I, I, I see. What, what is it that you're drinking there? Oh, I thought we were looking talking about my my Tupac. Um, we're el chingon, el, el chingon. chingon beer. Yeah, it's an IPA beer. Is that like a new one or no? I. You know what? We just be trying some different type of IPAs. Is it IPAs. Good? There's a boom on IPA beers. I like them. Okay. They're different. Okay, now tell us about your shirt then. So, oh, Tupac. <laughs> I mean, come on, what's best, right? Yes, so that's that. <laughs> El Chingon. Now, Chingon, isn't that George Lopez or no? El Chingon, well, that's what he goes by, you know, El Chingon. Okay. I don't know if this beer is, I mean, it would be Related a good to idea. You. I have no idea. I mean, that would be dope, right? Right. Good right. idea. That'll work. Okay. Uh, 
I know it's Wednesday, but let's go back to a Friday. How was your weekend? How did you spend it? Oh, I chilling with my moms yeah. and kids. Yep. Beer drinking, really? watching movies or what? No, pretty much chilled because uh, COVID, you know, yeah. following suit a little bit. I mean, you know, being a little safe. And I was at the studio. So okay. um, that was that. Are you obeying the, the, the curfew? Hell nah. <laughs> well, yeah, I stayed at the studio till maybe what? 10 in the morning okay you know it's funny i don't know i don't know why they expect me to be home by 10. i didn't even listen to my mom when she told me to be home by 10. so <laughs> exactly but what i heard that that rule does not apply for us that make music movies so anybody from the entertainment business it doesn't apply so as long as you show like hey this is what i was doing and they're not gonna you know what right they're not gonna stop us over that right. i i don't think so it, It'll be kind of crazy. I don't think it stopped any Mexican family from getting, <laughs> gathering together during Thanksgiving. I agree with that. I mean, w what was his ass saying that it had to be two or three at a table? Who does that? No, not us. Not not Mexicans. Yeah. We are totally not following that rule. <laughs> so you just pretty much just chill, tranquila, and at the studio. Yeah, that's okay. it. Okay. Um, now, uh, I usually like to ask people, you seen anything good lately on TV, whether it's a movie, whether it's a sitcom, whether it's whatever? I don't watch TV. Really? A lot of people tell me that. No joke. I don't watch TV. I stay away from the television. It's been a minute already. Um, I think I'm mostly either doing research, anything mm -hmm. that comes to mind, okay. you know, or listening to the songs that we did the night prior to, you know, okay. at the studio. But I try to stay away from TV. Okay. It takes a lot of time. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. So I take you like television, right? <laughs> yeah, I like to watch a lot of movies. Like last night, I started watching. Uh, I, I like the James Brown movie, The Get On Up. Uh, yeah. Okay, I like that Watch movie, but it's like So I started watching Jumanji. I like Jumanji. Yes. The, now you talk about the Ro Robin Williams one. I like both of them. I like okay. the new one, and then I like the old one too. Yeah. So I, I, it's hard for me to watch the new one because maybe because I'm such a fan of Robin Williams that I want to stay faithful. That, so, that's what it is. You kind of yeah. feel kind of crazy. If, yeah. you <laughs> uh, 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 if you have one, if you have one, what is one of your favorite Robin Williams movies? I think Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire, yeah, okay. Yeah, I love that one. Okay, I'm going to name one, and I know you're going to like it. Uh, at least I believe you will. Hook. I think I like that one, too. <laughs> I think he was dope, you know? I, I think as a just as a person, his energy, you know, as an actor, I think he was pretty dope. Really? He, he really radiated that light to right. his movies, his work, and the type of person he was. So I think a lot of people, us, we can agree on that. And he killed Aladdin. <laughs> that part. So <laughs> That was the best part, right? Yes, yes. Okay, now let me ask you this. Um, sports. Are you a sports girl? I like boxing. Uh, I like MMA. Okay. Um, I like basketball and I like baseball. Okay. Football. Favorite baseball team? Dodgers. Dodgers. That, that's Come a given. On, like, why do you even ask? I feel a little offensive right now. Like, I, I, why, you, why are you questioning me with that? I had a guy here from LA that told me you Angels fan. Oh, so you I know. know. I actually had. A, I have a, a former friend that you know they're like Angels. The former does that tell okay. a lot right. on why? Yeah, <laughs> they were Angels. Okay, fans. then maybe I shouldn't ask basketball team. Come on, Lakers. <laughs> Dispenser. Yeah, no. Okay. Um, 
uh what else okay you said not a football fan you just just didn't like you know what it is that i'll sit and watch i'll, I'll go to games and watch you know go to bars watch the games but i just chose and i always said this if we get a, a la team i i'll definitely you know i just i don't know i, I don't you just can't follow charges and rams on <laughs> it's not that it's just i don't know i don't think i want to be categorized all right <laughs> so Fair you know enough. Yeah. You like boxing better or, or MMA? Oof. If, if you had to choose. That's a hard one. I, I'm going to say boxing. I grew yeah. up with boxing. Grew up boxing. You know, um, Chavez. And of course. So you, I grew up with that. Yeah. Sitting there watching the, the fights. You know? Did you so. watch the um, um, Roy Jones, Mike Tyson fight? I did not watch that one. Okay. That one. What was I doing? I think we were at the studio. I, I was somewhere uh -huh. that I couldn't. My mom just had surgery, so I've been home okay. taking care of her. So I haven't been able to do much of like you know. But I heard about it. It was actually pretty good. I, I made a joke that they look like two tios fighting at a carne asada. <laughs> and a carne asada with the beer. Yeah, but <laughs> they actually did pretty good. Even though I thought Tyson did enough to win, you know. But they they gave it a draw. Yeah, I, I love the memes though. Yeah, the memes are like the best. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm I'm a meme guy. Actually, a meme historian. Uh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. You just take the yeah. That's that's all my bio right there. So Dope. so okay. So now, other than that, where originally are you from? Where did you grow up at? South Central. South Central. South Central. Really? So like like where about? I was born in USC, right? Uh huh. <laughs> um, and then we kind of moved to when I was like six, seven. We moved to the Valley for a little bit. And then came back, so we moved uh, in the jungles. Okay. Uh, that's where we were at. I went to Audubon. Um, so you grew up in the hood, hood. Hood, hood. Uh, and then we we just South Central. Like I was on seventy six in Hoover, uh, Normandy, and you know Century. You know all that. <laughs> you said so, seventy six yeah, in Hoover. Yeah, I've I've been all over. I've been all over South Central. So that's cool. Different that's area. I got a lot of friends I that live, live in South you Central. Know, 60s hood i lived in the bloods you know so i i've been i've been all over south central so okay now are you a college fan usc ucla usc i was for i have to ask <laughs> i have to ask yes USC. I, I mean we got two football teams here but i'm a cowboys fan okay okay so, okay okay, you know, okay okay yeah but i'm a dodgers lakers uh dope dope uh, la la uh, yes i <laughs> those, those two are my team I'll, and I'll, I'll back up like the the como se llama the hockey team, the Kings. Right. Oh, yeah, okay. the Kings. I'll, been... I'll back them up. But my football team is the Cowboys, and my college team is Notre Dame. Okay. So. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, most of most of it, you back us up, right? Yes. Cool. It's cool. So. so, so <laughs> half and half. Oh. Growing up in a Mexican home. Yeah. Uh, what type of music would you say you were raised with? Like, what would your mother play? Your dad play? Would they play the same? Would they play different? Oh man, no. Well, my dad wasn't in the home, uh, unfortunately, you know, he was a runaway. <laughs> but my mom, it was all like Juan Graviel, Los Bukis, Los Jonix, Terriculas, you know? So every time I hear that music, and I hear it often, mm -hmm. uh, you know, because I feel like it's just that comfort that I get. Okay. You know, she's cleaning the house. The last time we were cleaning the house, she had us cleaning the house. and you know, surgery with her leg all up, whatnot. And, and we have that music on. And so it's, she has this, tu limpia esto, tu limpia el otro, you know, telling us how to do this, you know, right, with right, that right. music. And so it was, you know, Juan Graviel. So okay. it was always that music, okay. you know, and it's crazy because she wasn't really, she never, I don't think she ever played like mariachi and Norteño or anything like that. It was mostly 
that 70s old school music. That's dope. That's yeah. dope. So you grew up watching novelas? Yeah. Rosa Salvaje, you know, all that. Yeah, I watched that. She had me sitting there. <laughs> you know, you know, you know what a lot of people don't realize is that, okay, I'm older, but growing up, we only had one TV. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And my mom would have the damn novelas. And I'm like. That was us. Yo le puedo cambiar, por favor. No. no. You wanted to watch what? Tom Apple. and Jerry. Anything. Sco yeah. You know, Scooby. What was it? Yeah, that was our show. <laughs> I was like, shit. Pero, yeah. Just yeah, novelas. we weren't allowed either. It was just her, the big, the big wooden TV with the Clack, clack, clack. Yes. You know, the click clack. When I was the remote control, <laughs> come here. We didn't have, we, we didn't have remote controls. It was like, come here, you're right. That, that's you're what right. It was. <laughs> so you grew up majority uh, Spanish music. And Spanish music. Come from a big family, a lot of brothers and sisters. Well, it's uh, two brothers, two older brothers. It would beat the shit out of me. Can I cuss? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, say whatever you want. Clear that. <laughs> he used to, you know, with my ass. And, uh, but uh, as far as like tias and tios, huge family i mean my tia had what shit 12 children but other than wow. that it was just us you know but we would go to mexico every two three months okay what part of mexico would that Me be? well originally my my mom's from uh michoacan okay and so but they came to mexicali okay and so we used to go there it's like what four or five hours mm -hmm. every two three months we would do that trip uh she had a house out there you know take off and cool. all the primos and primas and all that so do you ever remember going to tj um when the roads used to be all fucking dirt yeah i actually let me just say that so my mom's in la calle cinco <laughs> out there in mexico her road was dirt until like four months ago for real? No joke. They even told her, they were like, Mire, Doña Gloria, usted viene pa' acá y nomás viene y ya le ponen la, el piso, you know, like yeah. the, the road. And she starts laughing because it's true. Yeah. We had dirt road until recently, like four or five months. We now have wow. pavement and it's pretty smooth. When I was a kid, we used to go on a camioneta, you know, the station wagon. Yeah. <laughs> with all the fucking kids in the back. And it was always like. It was always <laughs> a bump. Yeah. And your whole shocks and everything will get off. Up yes, on the car. yes, it yeah. was all dirt roads. I know. know exactly what but, you're saying. But like now, you go today and it's all like Americanized. It's a trip. Now it is. Yeah. It, it's nice, actually. Yes. You know, the roads are pretty smooth. I go out there and I come here and I'm feeling these bumps out here on the freeway. Like, hold the fuck up. Where are we? They're taxing us, right? For this gas tax or car tax or whatever. Our roads are fucked up. Yeah. I'm seeing their roads now. They're pretty. A little bit pretty better. Huh? I'm going to take a video, man. I'm telling you. Huh, post it up. <laughs> okay. So uh, what um, what elementary, junior high, high school did you attend out there in South Central? So in South Central, I went to, um, I went to, well, I lived in, in the Valley. Uh, well, elementary was Altaloma out here in L.A., and then we moved to San Fernando and I went to Plummer Elementary and then Sepulveda Junior okay. High School. And I stayed there for a few months, came back and went to Audubon. Okay. And then we moved to Dorsey. Okay. And so Dorsey High School, I didn't last that long. I was a statistic. I got pregnant at fucking what? How old was I? I was a fucking kid. I was 14. Okay. Yeah. So then I dropped out. <laughs> yeah, I did the whole statistics. <laughs> What? It happens. It happens. Hey, it happens. Uh, uh, growing up, you play any sports? No sports. It was uh, it was all music. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Choir. You. 
Every really? single, every single school. They opened up in um, Plummer Elementary. I was in fifth grade. They opened up the first choir there mm-hmm. when I was there. I signed up. That was really? it. Every school I went to, I was in the choir. And did, now, let, let me answer this. Did you already know how to sing or did you learn how to sing? No, I mean, I was, we were on our way on one of our trips to Mexico and I was singing, um, Banda Machos. Okay. I was singing Banda Machos, and I think my brother was the one that mentioned it to my to my mom. And really? it was like she can sing. Pero that was mamá it. Sabe cómo cantar. Said, yeah, that she was. He was like, esta, esta sí sabe cantar, you know? Right. And, well, she shouldn't told me that because then I fucking believed it. Took it. Right. <laughs> and right. ran with it, you know? Okay. So, so that's what happened. Growing up, that's pretty much what you did. You play any instruments at all? I started playing instruments. <laughs> this is a dope ass story. I started playing instruments. I got into the violin, I got into the flute, but every time I would get an instrument, my mom be like, I would try to play it and she would scream like, ya calla esa chingadera, you know, just puro ruido. Right. So then I was like, you know what, man, fuck this. I'm not doing it no more. Right. You know, and so I kind of let go of the instruments part. So oh, okay. I just kept on going with um, So what were you doing? Like, it sounded like shit. Like it was like two cats fighting outside. <laughs> Straight up. Like they were in the alley. Yeah, you know, it was so more it like was a cat of, getting it raped. Was like, it was that, right? It was pretty fucking wild. So I get it, you know, and the flu was just it was just bad. So it, it, all right, mom. You know, how, you can't go against the Mexican mom, right? <laughs> okay. Goofy question, your first job ever. Oh shit, shit, I had a fake ID. Really? Yeah, and so I was working at a car wash as a cashier, and I was kind of doing accounting for a little bit. Mm-hmm. That was my first job. My brother got it for me, but I really? had a fake ID. Like, so how old were you really? I was 15. Oh, and really? then my ID, I had, I had, I was 21. That's how I would get into the fucking, the, the, the clubs. No shit. Yeah, yes. Yes. I was bad, man. I was just, yeah. Okay. Let me tell you a quick uh, <laughs> fake ID story that I had. I found an ID and I thought the guy kind of looked like me. Mm-hmm. But when he took the picture, he, he like squinched his eyes. That's so cool. every time I gave the ID, I would do that. <laughs> every single time. And people would like... <laughs> And I got away with that shit maybe for about six months. Yeah. And then finally, this guy looked at it. I, I was trying to get into a strip club. And uh, nice. I, I was like 17 at the time. And the guy looked at it and goes, so this is you? And he goes, yeah. He goes, you sure this is you? And I go, yeah, my picture's right there. And he goes, so this is you? And I was like, yeah. And I kept like this. Okay? <laughs> you yeah, I kept squinching my eyes. And that guy goes, how tall are you, man? And I said, I don't know. He said, because I'm 5'11 and you're taller than me. And your ID says 5'2". And I never noticed. You never practiced the ID? Yeah, and, and I mean, what was I supposed to do? You know, I mean, I do, man. Like, I took some. T- tell him you had like a knee replacement, you know, to get to awe. Tell me you weren't wearing shoes, you know, like, I don't know. I would have five two, And I go, oh, okay. Man, I must have given the wrong info. And that guy goes, I'm keeping this. And I lost my fake ID. No. Yeah, he kept it. I would have yeah. went to MacArthur and got another one. <laughs> no, you know what? The, the guys at the, at the uh, club. He knew. He mm-hmm. knew I was not 21. Mm-hmm. And he just would look at me and look at the ID. Because I would go to that club a lot. It was the only one that would let me in. And so he would just shake his head. He was like, man, just go. 
Did you used to like one of the clubs at a young age? At that age, yes. I loved it. I was young. What, what kind of music were they playing, if you I'm can I'm going to tell you this. Look, my mom was very overprotective. Uh-huh. Okay? I would try to sit outside, you know, to chill out. And she'd be like, ya metete. You know? Yeah, of course. Or I would be on the phone, ya cuelga ese teléfono, you know? And, and so, because of that, I'm like, club was the funnest thing ever. Right. And so, it was uh, Deep House. And then they would play like salsas because they had like, it was a two story and it had like three rooms mm. and then you had all the hip hops. Okay. And then of course the DJ, I knew the DJ and I was already into music back then. Okay. Okay. And so I knew the DJ, the DJ was the hip hop, you know, doing the, you so, you know, yeah, that's dope. That pretty dope. <laughs> okay, now growing up, what are your first memories of hip hop? What were some of the first songs that you can remember hearing? Like, oh shit, that shit is dope. Like for me, I always say, because it's the truth, I was in sixth grade, it was Rapper's Delight. Right. So, what was maybe a song or two that you heard that was hip hop? I mean, to me, I think I grew up a lot with the, with the again, I was going to Audubon and, and you know, Dorsey. I was hearing a lot of like, um, you know, hip hop, like Tupac and Biggie and, you know, P. Diddy was big at that time, yeah. you know, so that was pretty much where I grew up as far as hip hop is concerned. Okay. You know, uh, because are I'm, you a big hip hop fan? I love hip hop. Okay. I love hip hop. Okay. You know, and then you have, you know, the R&B. R&B was another thing. Like I wanted to sing R&B. I started off R&B. Wow. You know, but, you know, um I was working with David Rolas when I started. I was 15, 16 years old when, you know, I got connected with him. And so then, you know, we we did a few songs in English and R&B. And so that's when and and it was crazy because I was thinking about this memory yesterday. And David Rolas was like, "You're going to sing in Spanish." And so I was like, no, I'm not. Para qué? I'm like, yo no quiero. That was not my idea. It was not. I was not. I was going to sing R&B. That was it. I grew up with that. And he said, I was like, why? You know, being feisty as I am, I was like, why the fuck am I going to sing? You know, back then I was, I was horrible. It was, it was just one of those, like, get the fuck out of here type of attitudes, you know? And so I was like, why the fuck am I going to sing Spanish? Like, I don't want to do that, Dave. Like, why am I going to do that? And he was like, because... R&B singers in English come dime a dozen, Spanish dozen. And so from that point forward, hmm. it it opened up that, you know, that side of me. It, okay, if I can ask you, give me your top five best, you know, it doesn't matter what era, uh, R&B singers. Oh, man, I'm going to say Aaliyah. Um, Mary J. Blige, that's my girl right there. That's who I grew up listening to. I mean, uh, SWV, um, shit, who else? Are you a big uh, like Mariah Carey fan? I like Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey's dope. That girl got, you know, Christina Aguilera. Yeah, you know? okay. it's just, okay. they're, come on. What about uh, like a Britney Spears? I wasn't a fan of hers. Okay. Would that be considered more pop? I think it's more pop. Okay. I think that's more pop. I mean, but I mean, she's dope, you know, but I don't know. It was just never my style. I think uh, the two influence that I grew up with was like Selena, uh, you know, and Mary J. Blige. Like th okay. those were the two that I would always say. And at school, they would, you know, have us practice gospel music. So really? I got that in me too. <laughs> 
<laughs> wow. Okay. Now, Selena, did did you did you watch the the Netflix thing? You know what? I started to, and I, I have a lot to say on my page when I get there. You can I say mean, it right here. I'm gonna say it, and I loved it because really? as a as a true fan, I grew up watching her um, in the '90s. Okay, and I was like nine years old as a fan that have seen her pictures from the very beginning since she was an eight-year-old to the time she died. I know her looks. I know her variation of looks. I know the 80s music that she did and that she sang and she performed. I was not paying attention to, she was that thin. She did look like that. I know what she looked like. So I appreciated the storyline. That's what a true fan is. You know, we can sit here and pick and point and take out and dissect for what? You know, I always think about the artist or the the performer or the actress, right? Mm -hmm. And I and I think like, what is she going through? What is she looking at all these comments? What is she going through when she's doing something to give to the people, right? It's like, but here we are raza or whoever it is that that are just dissecting the and i've seen and it's like wow like you know so i i can't so yes i have not finished it but i absolutely love it that's dope that's i love dope. the storyline um people that i've asked have all said is they've liked it mm -hmm. but i see the terrible memes on social media yeah you know they're horrible yeah they're horrible <laughs> and so i love memes <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i laugh you know but it's if we go in deep into it and we kind of analyze it's it's not fair did you like the movie when j-lo played her i initially when it was glow back then mm -hmm. glow was a whole different persona glow was like uh like everybody else and judged and oh fuck that j-lo da, 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 why there's so many artists from you know or actors that can play that and look you know but now i sit here and and i see all the complaints that are coming out from I, we're never gonna make people happy never you know i did i own the movie yes i own the movie but as i grew as a person wiser i think i kind of understood deeper meaning of things you know what i'm saying so yeah. i kind of see a different perspective now. do you enjoy uh la bamba i love la bamba dope movie huh? i love i love all any all the music movies i absolutely love you like grease i like grease <laughs> too i will sit and watch it i like grease <laughs> so yes i i do <laughs> let's go back a little further saturday night fever Oh, have I watched it? I don't okay, know. John Travolta, one of my favorite. You know movies. what? I might have I watched it, but it's probably have been a long time that it kind of faded out. That's a really, really good one. I, I, I enjoy it because I love the whole disco era because when I was a kid, when I was in fourth grade when that movie came out and I saw all my brothers, uh, uh, both my oldest brothers had afros. Okay. <laughs> and so, but they, they wore those tight polyester, you know, where you could see your damn bulge and everything. <laughs> that's, that's how that, okay. that look. And uh, 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 tight as disco silk shirts with their, you know, open with that one, one hair sticking out, you know, we're, 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 we're in cheap ass I cologne. Like, I like the 70s. I love the 70s. You know, I, I like those eras. I think I like the 70s. I like the 40s, the 50s. Um, not now, not the 2020s. <laughs> we can we can scratch that part, but yeah, yeah I like the older eras. Okay, you know? now um, we talked a little. We talked about R and B. 
any R&B singers out today, maybe within the last five years that you like? You know, I haven't even sat there and listened to English radio, to be honest with you. Okay. I mean, um, I can't even think right now. So there's nothing that has actually grabbed your attention. No. I mean, okay. I just, like I said, Monica, Monica, you know, Mary J. Blige, you know, I still listen to them. So anything that right. comes out from them, you know, Brandy stuff, like I go back to that. Okay. I've been, I, I stick with uh, Spanish a lot. Okay. You know, okay. for... Just because again, I'm I'm doing Spanish, so that'll work. That'll yeah. work. I saw you recently on a video with Seven, if I'm correct. Seven, yeah, my yeah. boy Seven. Yep, that's okay. my homie. Uh, we did uh, Muevelo. Okay. And uh, pretty dope song with uh, Paris Escobedo. Okay. And so yeah, that was that was something we worked on. Was that the one? Because he had invited me. Um, they shot it in Compton. Was that the one? No, we, we shot that one in the Han Anaheim Hills, I think. Okay. Yeah, the, Anaheim the, Hills. Because he had invited me to it. The recent one. I think that one that just came out. Pro I was supposed to be there. Okay, probably then. Sorry, Seven. So, <laughs> all good, all good. So, yeah. listen, we're going to go ahead and take a 10-minute break. Okay. When we come back, we're going to start uh, talking about when you first started recording. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, everybody. So, listen, uh, we're going to go ahead and take a 10 minute break. Make sure you guys come back, okay? But before you do that, make sure you call somebody, text somebody, slap the shit out of somebody, and let them know that Gloria Soul is in the motherfucking building. We'll be back 10 minutes. Welcome back, everybody, to Rodian Radio, episode 118. And this is the podcast of Slap Your Culture Fat Ass with a Fat Ass Dick. And you know, when Rodian Radio is popping, the pants are dropping. And I'm back here with my guest, Gloria Soul. How you doing? Good. It was a nice little break, you know? Yeah, sometimes it's good to uh, take a couple of shots, un toque, smoke a joint, and we're back. <laughs> I reset. Yes. But thankfully, I took a little uh, drink of my little chingon beer, so yes, that's enough yes. for me, but thank you. Okay, well, if you need another one, I think he has another one in the box, so I think oh. he, unless he killed it. Yeah, so. <laughs> I know, right? So no, we got more. <laughs> yes, let's talk a little bit about your music. Around what age were you when you first started recording yourself where you could hear yourself play back? Oh, shit. I was doing the cassette player tapes okay tell and us I was about saying, that i was i was doing uh boys to men uh i don't even you know uh i don't even i'll make love to you i don't even know but i would re you know and i i would hear all these uh what is it uh e-dub what is the uh pocos pero locos uh -huh. show all these show and then i would get the cassettes put the little paper you know, I would wet it and put the little paper on that the little end. slot, yeah, <laughs> right. And so I would stick the tape and and erase it, and then I would record myself singing. And okay. so all just um, acapella, acapella. And oh. then after that, I met David Rolas. I met him when I was sixteen, so I started doing that when I was probably like 14, 13, 14 years old because I was still at home. Okay, I left home when I was about fifteen because I was okay. still pregnant. And so I took off. Um, so I was still at home and I was still going to school. So I was I was doing that. Met David Rolas when I was 16. Okay. And so professionally, I was working with him um, at the studio, at his home studio. And then professionally, because he got signed uh, with Fonovisa mm -hmm. at that time. And we did like a professional track. I was probably 19, 18. Okay. But up to that, t up to that time, you were just uh, recording with him? I was recording with him okay. in his uh, home studio. Okay, so now let, let's go back to when you first started recording with him. Do you remember your very first session with him? No, I don't. It's okay. been such a long time. Okay. I had so many sessions with him. Um, 
And I know like people that I'm actually working with right now, uh, we're back at that. You know, okay. uh, that's who I'm working with now. Okay. People that would go to that studio sessions, mm -hmm. working with them. So it's been so long and, and repetitive, you know? Right. And so I, I can't remember which that what happened that day and what, what year, you know, what okay. episode the, of that happened. The, the, the reason why I like to ask that is because I always ask an artist this question and I, I always get different answers from everybody. You'll be surprised. For an example, when my question to you would have been when he recorded you and you sang, they play back and you listen, did you like what you heard? No. I, I think that as an artist, we second guess our stuff. Even till now, I'm like, does it sound good? Like, I have to ask them, right. you know, like, you know, I, I'm working with Bobby Castro. Like he's he's talented, right? He does all my music stuff, compositions. And so I have to ask him, like, do you like it? You know, because as an artist, to me, I feel like I'm too I, I'm too critical. And I again, <laughs> I criticize my own stuff. You know, and I'm always pin picking and, and and I can't. It's very impossible. So I have to kind of ask more people like, hey, do you like it? Do you like it? Do you like it? Do you like it? Mm -hmm. You know, because if they say yes, it's more of a, okay, I'm over analyzing and I'm over criticizing my stuff. I do it a lot. Okay. I do it a lot. A lot. Okay. A lot. Now, so, so now um, you're recording with them for about, say, what, three years Shit. before you guys yeah. actually do something that gets released yeah okay. so i was recording with him for like three years um you know we made our team circle um and so i kind of i think he he went off and and did you know we kind of fell off a little bit disconnected for a little bit he got signed with fonovisa at that time and so um we kind of again social media we reached out we again we touched bases and as soon as we he you know we connected he brought me into that okay that project okay and, and how old were you when he I brought was about you? eight uh, back okay again? Yeah. i was like 18 okay 19. so uh up until then the recordings that you had had done with him uh, did you show them to others? Like, did you like, tell me what you think? Yeah, tell when he would, yeah, when uh, we did, you know, a few tracks, I would definitely show them off. What was, was the response that you, you were getting? People were proud of me, you know, and, and they were like, oh my God, you're, you know, back then I think, you know, you're recording at a studio. It's like, oh shit, you're doing the bad <laughs> thing, you know? And so I'm like, all right. So I get that response. So of course it, it helps, you know, it's right. like, oh, I'm going to keep doing it. Okay. And so, yeah, I mean, I, the response was pretty good. So now he signed, he calls you back, you guys do something, he gets released. What was the response that you... That track was dope because it featured a lot of other artists. So it was okay. a, a major group and I was the only female, uh -huh. which did the hook. Okay. And you know, the hook is pretty much what people remember. Yeah, you know, they sing. Repetitive, right? And so, um, yeah, it was a dope ass track. Okay. It was a, it, Nuestro Mundo, I think it was. Mm -hmm. I, it's been such a long time. Okay. And, so. uh, um, oh, excuse me. Now, when that was released, did you guys release a video for it? We didn't. Okay. We didn't do a video. Uh, fuck, if I can remember my first, I can't even remember my first video, but it's been a, it's been a while. Okay. Now, uh, you release it. Is that still available for people to listen to it today? They can, yeah. So, David Rolas, uh, it's under Un Nuevo Mundo Nuevo. I think it is. And it's one of the last tracks. Okay. So one of the last bonus track, I remember it was a bonus track that I remember clearly. And it, it features about shit, probably like five different artists and then myself. Okay. 
So five different rappers, David Rolas and then myself. Okay, now, now walk us through. That song comes out. What happens next for you? What, what do you do? Do you stay with him? Do you venture out? Do you start working with other different artists? Do you start recording your own stuff? Yeah. Share with us. So with that, um, I start working with other different artists, you know, uh, that's put out. And then of course I'm doing different things. I, uh, Bobby Castro still in the picture. Uh, David Rola is still in the picture. Traction is still in the picture. So our team, we're still around. And so we're all networking, okay. right? Um, Bobby Castro does a lot of, uh, you know, underground hip hop and, and hip hop. So he writes and he does beats. So with that being said, we were putting things out a lot, like just putting it put out. And a lot of people were reaching out, reaching out, reaching out. And so that's where I started putting out my name, you okay. know? So okay doing hooks okay um and then david rolas was also still bringing me in to you know work with other artists now, now you were doing if i'm correct when you said other artists other artists uh are you also referring to rap artists as rap well? artists hip-hop yeah okay. so um jp um he's another you know aquid okay. i worked with uh taboo from the black eyed peas we didn't really put out the song and i met him through you know, th through David Rolas. Uh, we didn't put out the song, but but you know, we still did the song. Um, Kid Frost, I've done a song with. I've done a song with Dolly Girl. You know, mm, okay. I, I a lot of artists. Okay. Uh, okay. Seven. Okay, yes, my know, boy Seven. So I've I've been featured on El Boy. I mean, a lot mm. of artists that are well, known. Well, and, Around what year would you say you started working with hip hop artists or rap artists, if you can remember? Maybe 2005, 2006, okay. and then on. Okay, so there's a lot of lot of history, a lot of songs that you've done. Yep. Do, do you ever keep for your own record who you work with? Like I did this song, I did this song, I did this song. I do, really? I do. Yeah, Capone. I mean, if I sit here and I I, I know who I've worked with, like I I I will remember who I've worked with and who okay. I've done a track with. If there's yeah. anybody, let's just say um, that you would love to work with, doesn't matter what type of genre of music, whether it's hip hop, whether it's R&B or whatever, who would you like, if you had a, you know, maybe a bucket list, who I would like to sing for or sing with or whatever. Right. Um, I've always said like it my Vicente Fernandez is one of them. Okay. Uh, Juan Graviel, but unfortunately he's not here, right? So yeah. that's impossible. Um, in the hip hop world, I mean, shit. You got a lot of dope ass hip hop. I mean, Tupac, but he's not here yet. Fuck. <laughs> Why do I always go with the dead ones, right? Like, that's toxic. <laughs> well, you know what? It, 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 it's behavior. sad because it's almost like the great ones are gone. Are gone, right? And so, yeah, uh, I think in the hip hop world, I mean, Snoop Dogg's dope, you know? Right. I think right. the OGs, yeah, for the most yeah. part. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, do you listen at all to, I know this kind of off the hip hop and r&b do you like rock music at all i like the eagles uh i like i think i have a different like rock rock yeah, it doesn't matter whether it's classic rock or what heavy metal whatever oh no heavy metal no that <laughs> kind of scares me a little bit. it's like whoa this, it confuses me a little bit but it's dope i have friends that do heavy metal and and it's pretty dope okay. it takes a lot of you know to to be able to sit there and listen to that type of music it's yeah. pretty strong but yeah i, I like like old school, the Beatles, you know, just completely off of like our genres that we're mm -hmm. used to. Yeah, I, I, I do. If, if you had a choice to meet only one artist that is no longer with us, mm. whether it's rap, whether it's classic rock, whether it's R&B, 
whether it's whatever, and you could sit down and talk, have a conversation for one hour, who would it be? It would be Salinas. <laughs> really? Sal anything for Salinas. Yeah, that's who I grew up with. Okay. You know, I grew up with her music. You know, and, and it probably sounds cliche because a lot of artists probably say, oh, Selena and Selena and Selena this and Selena that. But you know what? Honestly, that is where I got a lot of my music influence, you know, in the Spanish genre, you know. Okay. Um, English genre is probably Mary, Mary J. Blige, but it would be her. Okay, you know? her. Say they said, they said uh, that conversation was so good, we're going to give you another shot. Give me another artist. So they'll give you a second wish. Yes, yes. <laughs> I would say Juan Graviel. Really? Yeah. Well, that's awesome. That's somebody I think my mother would have liked to talk. That was her favorite artist. I love Juan Graviel. Yes. Juan Graviel With me, though. it's kind of like, this is not an order because I, I wouldn't be able to to like just pick one right it's hard right it's, but you're putting me on that spot like how is that fair come on tony get oh. it together here <laughs> and this is not in order but these three always come to mind okay mm. james brown Ugh, yeah okay i listen to james brown a lot i really really do. I, I i fucking love james brown okay <laughs> yeah. i wish i could dance like him but i can't yeah you know, I, oh, yeah. You know but um <laughs> It's hard. I don't think a lot of people can dance like James Brown, but <laughs> Prince. Prince is dope. Prince, but yeah. And then uh, Jim Morrison from the Doors. Oh, yeah. That, that music yeah. is. But he can't drink. He can't drink, bro. So neither yeah. can I. Against it. Yeah. But either, those three is probably who I would like to sit down and talk to. Yeah. But um, now somebody that's alive. Who would you like to sit down and have conversation with? I think Vicente Fernandez. Yeah, I'm, I'm my, I see that my, I lead, <laughs> lean a lot towards, you know, like the Spanish music. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think Vicente Fernandez would be, hopefully soon, wink, wink. And I'm saying that because. <laughs> you never know. Bobby Castro has, uh, you know, power too. But, yeah, my, my wish. <laughs> okay. M mine. I would love to sit down with Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones is a smart man. That's a wise man. Yeah. You're right. Quincy Jones. I, I, Did you see the documentary? Oh my God. Probably one of my favorite ones. Is it crazy? I love that it. I watched it too and I was like, whoa, my brain just blew. Like, if people that have been on here know that that's one documentary that I would say, you gotta go see it. Oh, I watched it. You know, you gotta, you gotta watch it. If you do music, Definitely, that is one to watch. I totally agree with you. And it's it's dope how it started because it started with Dr. Dre. Yep, that was so dope. Yeah, it's crazy, and I totally agree. You kind of put me on the fence right there, yo. Like, <laughs> come on, chill out. <laughs> I'm solid on my my you know my decisions, but right now you kind of pushed me against the wall. I was like, yo, hold up, making me think right now. But right. yeah, he's one of a very wise man. Okay, so now. Have you ever released or sang on somebody's hook or released the song that you regret ever releasing? And say, <laughs> Man, that was a hard. Yeah, there's a. <laughs> so while you're answering, I'm going to get these headphones. Ready. Do your thing. <laughs> I think that, you know, hey, you know, we've. Uh... <laughs> that was a hard one. Why is he putting me on the spot, yo? <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, you don't have some... to give the artist. No, I'm not. Of course not. No names, yo. But they, yeah, of course, there's some songs that, hey, we're artists, right? Right. We're not um, totally 100% developed. Right. Right. And so we're learning. And right. so when you're learning, right. you have engineers that are learning or producers that are learning. 
And so if you guys both are learning, then that shit sounds pretty crazy. Right. So yeah, I do. I do. I definitely, you know, there's some songs that I can say, you know. That make you cringe when you listen. <laughs> it makes other people fucking cringe. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, okay. I gotta agree. That'll work. Yeah, they're, they're, yes. To answer your question is a yes. Can I have just said yes? Right, that's it. And But I can't, yeah, it was a nerve. Okay, uh, we're going to go ahead and put the number up. And if anybody has any music questions for Gloria Sol pertaining to music, okay? <laughs> Just don't call and ask, hey, can I get your digits or whatever. It's <laughs> pertaining to music, okay? For Gloria, call us up and anything and, you know. And uh, so the, is this where the phone call's coming in? Yes, the phone oh. call's coming <laughs> through there. So once again, the number's up. And if you have anything pertaining to music, do not call and, and give us your problems. Okay, here we go. All right, let me turn it up. Okay, caller, are you there? I'm here. Hello. Yes, I'm here. Go ahead. Go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. Uh, I think I'm a little day day behind. All right, Gloria, uh, so yes. how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, I, good, good. I'm the one that uh, reposted on your on your Facebook that you're beyond beautiful. Thank you so much. And you uh, are Albert, beyond beautiful. What is your What is your Albert? Is that what you under? I can't remember. No, no, my name's Bo I'm Box. I'm I'm Box from the city of Rosemead. Oh, okay, okay, I okay. I thought somebody uh, else said the same thing you just said. That's why I'm like, I remember you. I try to remember people. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that's me. And I want to say uh, a cue to Tony A. A. Thank you for letting me uh, be on, on on the phone call and all that. I was gonna ask you one thing. You mentioned Salinas, right? And you mentioned um. How like you grew up on her? Yes. What was your biggest song that you liked about Shit. her? Like, what was your song that were you like the biggest one? We're you know what? You on spot, right? No, that's dope. That's dope because I've always like asked like what her music is just crazy, right? But there's this one track, uh, Yo Fui Aquella, and it's uh it's a pretty dope track that I actually want to cover one mm, day. Okay. And um, I hope and I hope you do and I. You'd be great for it. You'd Thank be you great so for much. it. I appreciate like you, that. You, you, you would you would master it. Thank you so much. You would much. master it, man. I think I'll fall and short I, and, uh, just my, a little my, bit. <laughs> awesome. No, no, it's my niece. My my niece. Uh, my niece uh, for her quinceanera. Um, she played that song. Oh, and so she that wants one? to sing too as well. Wow, that's dope. See, hey, the universe speaks, right? <laughs> yeah, All good brother. Thank you, man. Thank, thank you, you so for the. Thank you for letting me answer the call, and I'm still tuned in, and I'm gonna I'm gonna watch you guys from here on out. Thank awesome, you brother. so thank much. You, man. Thank you. Muchas gracias. Muchas gracias. All right. Yes. Okay. Okay. Anybody else want to give dope. a call? Let us know, Johnny. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Caller, caller. How you doing? Your name and where you calling hey, what's from? Up, Tony? How you doing, brother? Hey, hey, hey I'm going to watch. Uh, I'm going to watch. You know, shout out to Rotom Radio. You know, I love the show, and you know, let's keep it growing. Thank you. I brother. got a question for her. Yep, I'm here. Gloria, what's up? Hey, what's up? Hey, hey. Um. So, so, what? What? Do, do you like corridos or what? I love corridos. Of claro que sí. Qué pregunta. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Okay, well, what's up? Hey, <laughs> let, let, uh, but, 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 you know, shout out to you and much love. You know, they're my you know, they suck, man. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, let's take one more phone call before we continue. <laughs> um, anybody else? Hey, caller? Uh, the number stays up there. So if you want to call and you want to ask her a question pertaining to music, right now is the time. Love it. So... 
<laughs> we'll wait and see. That's if dope. not, we'll continue. Okay, go ahead. We call her. How you doing, caller? Yo, give us your name and where you calling from. Nope. Okay. He, he got scared and hung up. Okay, let's see if we get one more. If not, we'll continue. So, uh, the number's up there, 310-400-1924. That was the year I was born. <laughs> okay. Did you say 20? You got a caller? Okay, caller, how you doing? You there? Hey. Yeah, what's up, Terry? This is Oscar from Paso Robles. I, I, I want to ask the girls, uh, can she, uh, did you sing something alive? Uh, it's up to her if she, if she doesn't feel like it because she's a little tipsy right now too yeah just a little tipsy uh, well even better <laughs> even uh, come on man hey I love I love you <laughs> okay I'll sing something go ahead look Tony's about to take that one up watch him I love you you, you love, love me, me. <laughs> I love it I love it <laughs> so that's it brother that's it man. Uh, she don't want Nah, yeah, not, well, next Thank time, next me. time, part two. <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you, man. Appreciate the call. All right. <laughs> All right. That's the best you're that gonna get fun, out of me. That was fun, yo. Yes. That was fun. No, you sounded dope though. Like I loved it. Yeah, I, you know, it just takes a little warming up, and then I'll get going. No, that was dope. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> okay. Okay. So now, where were we? I forgot where we were at. Uh, we were. You asked me if I, uh, who I would like to bring back from the dead. Yes, exactly. And you said. <laughs> We said George Washington, um, no. George Washington, uh, maybe Abraham Lincoln, maybe, maybe Selena, uh, Juan Graviel. Yes. Uh, yes. You said Quincy Jones. Right? Quincy Jones is still alive. <laughs> right. But because that was the, the next right. part. Right? right. And then I said Vicente Fernandez. Vicente Fernandez. Yes. I'm, I'm summarizing. Up. Summarizing. Okay. okay. <laughs> from so, death to life. <laughs> so now what can the public expect from you going forward? Oh, Anything you want to promote, anything you want to push, whatever you've been working on, let us know about it so that people can hear. People here can follow you in your DM, follow uh, DM uh, oh. IG, and if they have any questions, they could DM you. Uh, your DM, I keep saying DM. Your you IG. You just want to be in the DMs. Yes, it's, it's, it's understandable. All, it goes down on the DM. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, how it starts. Right. <laughs> So people can reach you on Instagram. Your Instagram has been popping up. It'll be in the description of the video. But for fans of yours, uh, who are you working with now or what are you working with and when can we expect it to come out? Cool. So right now I'm working again. I brought him up already. Bobby Castro. Um, he's doing uh, Spanish, you know, mm -hmm. corridos, trap corridos. But um, I'm working with Traction. He's a composer. He composes um and then traction bridge audio studio so my team at the moment right now we're i'm still going back to the spanish music but okay. we have a whole different sound with that one you know there's probably blues fusion into it there's like the oldie fusion into it oh, dope. it's crazy like i can't even put it in words so it's it'd be a different sound than from what you're used to working with super crazy sound yeah because i was doing banda so i i r&b and then i transitioned to banda so right now we're, we're definitely coming out with something totally different like okay. there's this sound is not out okay so we're fusing different genres together so you did r&b mm -hmm. then you did rap I did the okay. Chicano rap. The Chicano rap, and then you did banda. Banda. And then now you're coming out with this new sound, if totally you will. Totally different sound. That's dope. Crazy. Like, we sit here and we try to, like, 
and we hear it all the time and we're still kind of like whoa now is this a group project or a solo project? it's a solo project so it's okay. just myself but again i have bobby castro's compositions you know he writes the music um he you know they're putting in the sounds they're bringing in other people instruments or whatnot just to put that sound together traction um he worked on like major major artists beyonce stuff other artists you know he's he's up there and so i have him as an engineer and him as an engineer with his ear of course fucking crazy like yeah. i can't i can't even give him what he deserves you know as as an engineer because he's and i don't think he sees it you just listen to it and go forget about it i'd be like fucking amen i can't even talk about it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so that's what we're working on right now um you know during these situation what we're going through you know we're in the studio twice probably twice a week okay working you know and it's just awesome. yeah so uh now is this a project that will be released independently or are you guys going to try to shop it how what are you guys planning at the do? moment um he's bobby's handling that part okay. so um as an independent we're not really right now there's nothing coming in so it's just him uh i don't know i really don't know i think okay. once we have it at hand um we'll see the response that it gets okay. uh we're probably going to release one song with the video okay and then see the, where the response and, and then base our decision after that when can the fans expect it uh obviously this year is pretty much almost over right so we're talking for about sure next year okay for sure yeah, next year. so maybe if that maybe mid-year Okay, and yeah. uh, can the fans expect a EP album or or just an album or? It'll probably be an EP album. Okay. To start. Okay, yeah. that'll work. And yeah. of course, visuals. Of course, definitely. Awesome. You got to. Awesome. That's an automatic right there. <laughs> and, uh, right. and these days, I mean, people are making videos off their cell phones. So. Exactly, and that's what we're trying to do, you know. Awesome. But no, no, no. We're definitely gonna visuals are gonna be to the to the. Extreme. Now, and is this English and Spanish or? You know what? Um, we're actually talking about that, and I think we're gonna have actually English into it. Okay. We're gonna have another, like probably other songs that are in English. Okay. You know, with the same type of genre, because it has like this. It's crazy, dude. It has like this New Orleans uh, blues jazz mix into it. It's fucking crazy. And uh, maybe you don't have to give out the names, but if you don't want to, are you gonna have any kind of features on it? We really haven't got to that. Okay. Uh, maybe, maybe okay. we we probably will. Um, but we really haven't got to that part. I think okay. right now we we've been so focused on trying to get my project off, you know, because I've been doing music for so long. Right. And so they're like, right now we need to focus on you, mm -hmm. get this going. You know? Okay. So uh, you're focusing on this one EP uh, that will be released next year. Uh, let Let me ask you. Just in case rappers right now are listening and want to hire you, are you still open to work? Yeah, um, they would uh, definitely. I would send them to Bobby uh, since okay. he's the one that's really managing all the, you know, as far as doing music. Uh, but yeah, we're definitely open to working with other artists. I mean, that's how I started. You know, it's okay. doing music with other artists. So okay, we're open to that. Okay, so sure. just to let you guys know, I know her IG's up on the screen, and it'll eventually be on the description after this video is posted. So if you guys want to uh, get at her, maybe she can direct you to her manager. Once you uh, uh, follow her, DM her, let her know you guys are interested, and go from there. Yep. 
Sounds good. Okay. Yep. Now, anything that I didn't ask you, anything that you wanted to bring up that we didn't, because we're coming to the close of this interview. No, I think you did a pretty good job. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Pretty good job. Okay. I think it was pretty solid and closed up. So that'll work. Okay. Uh, <laughs> at this time, any uh, any shout outs? Nope. Take you can take your time. You know what? Just all, all the people that have been supporting me. Thank you. That because I get a lot of support. And it okay. means a lot, especially when they're hitting me up and they're like, oh, glow this, glow that. You know, it means a lot. Okay. If you guys like it, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. So thank you. That's it. All right. Yeah. I mean, sometimes that's kind of good because if you give out names and then you forget one name, mm -hmm. they put you on the shit list. Senohan. 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 No senohan. And then after a while. Decir nombres. And then after a while, they'll be like, she couldn't even sing anyways. Esa güey, esa güey no sabe cantar, she needs singing lessons. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm used to that shit. But she can see you singing lessons. I know. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I would still do it. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, okay. Uh, other than that, well, you know what? Let me tell you, thank you very much for giving me the honor and the privilege to sit with you and interview you. Thank you. And, and I always tell everyone this, that whenever you blow the fuck up, just come back and give us another interview. If you invite me, I would be more than happy to come over here and sit down. I don't care how blow up I get. <laughs> <laughs> if you work. invite me, I'll be here. You got modelos or what is this? El chingon beer? Hey, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. Hey, you know what's crazy? What? Baby Boy Slim just walked in the building. No way. Yeah, he just walked in. Wow. He's here. Oh, he is here. Yes. Yeah, he's pretty dope. So I yeah. can't wait to see his stuff. Hell yeah. Okay, everybody. Uh, we'll be back in 10 minutes. We're going to take a, I think I got like a monster buzz. I don't know. Something happened right now. <laughs> he took some uh, beer. Yeah. So uh, make sure you call somebody, take somebody, slap the shit out of somebody, let them know that Gloria Soul is in the motherfucking building. Mm -hmm. And we'll be back with Baby Boy Slim. Tune in, call somebody. Welcome back, everybody, to Rodian Radio, episode 118. And without further ado, I'm not going to take too long, but we're going to go ahead and jump right into it with none other than the one y'all been waiting for, Baby Boy Slim. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm fabulous. I'm fabulous. No, I'm fabulous. You trip. <laughs> That's a good one. How was your drive coming over here? The fucking traffic was awful. Well, that's LA traffic. I know. I, and you know what? I should have known better because I thought I was going to have my timing better. But I was just like, fuck, like, we're just going to get stuck in this traffic. And I was thinking of everything. I was like, fuck, there's going to be an accident. There's going to be something. But no, it's it smooth. But you're here. That's all that matters. But I'm here. And I got here on time enough to eat. Yes. Okay. We're going to backtrack a little bit. Okay. Because a couple of days ago, you called in when Miss Lovely was here called in you gave her her flowers how you doing and everything and uh i said hey what's up how you been blah 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 we kind of conversated a little bit someone else called and uh there were some words i don't really want to get too into it if you guys want to see it go back and look at that episode and then uh you called back uh there was no disrespect from your end mm -hmm. you know and uh we talked the very next day yeah. Uh, me and you did and I said hey there's an opening because we usually have uh, days book well episodes book for like a month and a half uh, ahead of time right but we had several cancellations and usually when someone cancels many of them either cancel the day of or the day before so I hit you up and I said there's an opening I would love to get you on here and talk right. you know so we're here today 
So I'm glad you're here. Thank you. So today is Wednesday, and I always like to backtrack to Friday. How was your weekend? Uh, pretty uneventful, to be honest with you. Just working. Really? That's pretty much it. Um, I recently went back to school. Okay. So I'm trying to, you know, balance out the two. Because right now with the whole COVID situation, yeah. um, I work in retail. So my job was affected a lot. So they just continually cut our hours. But I think that's with everybody right now. Yeah, it, it is everybody. You know, I, I like to say that fucking uh, 2020 or just pandemic has been like the ultimate cock blocker. You, you can't do shit. You, you know? can't, but the way that I see it, when something bad happens, you got to look outside of a different window. Yeah. You know, and Absolutely. that's what I did. I was like, okay, because before COVID, I was actually really, really busy. I was working basically like almost like full time. Mm -hmm. But after COVID, they cut hours and shit like that. And I was like, well, fuck, what am I going to do with all this free time? I mean, obviously right. I got my music, but I was like, you know what? I never finished high school. So let's just go back to high school. And oh shit, that's what I did. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Like for me, uh, I know a lot of uh, rappers that are very active on the tours. Yeah, and now they're just home, mm -hmm. and that's that's what I was meaning. Like it blocked their their, their money. hustle. Yeah, yeah, their hustle. And none of them work. You know, everything's all performing, and that's where they make their money. Yeah. you know, some make up to five G's to ten G's a show, and with that money not coming in, shit. But it. I'm glad you see the uh, things on the on the brighter side because this is where we gotta learn, if you will, a new hustle. Yeah. You know, you know, coming out of this pandemic, you better have learned something new. Exactly. You know, but uh, other than that, uh, where originally are you from? Like, where did you grow up at? So I was born in pretty much like born and raised there. Um, not exactly in Boyle Heights, but more like the surrounding area. So. Um, and then I did live in Pasadena for about two years before we moved back to that area. Okay. So pretty much been in that area my whole life. Um, but I venture here and there, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, I have an older brother and older sister that just like moved away, you know, mm. once they started having kids, cause they just didn't want to be living in like a violent environment, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, okay. Can't blame them. Did, did, did you go to uh, elementary, junior high and high school, uh, you know, out there in Boyle Heights? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. For those that may want to know a little bit more about you, where did you attend uh, uh, elementary, middle school, and high school? Okay. So I'm going to keep it real with you. Certain things I don't, and I don't want to say out in public. Like, okay. I don't want to reveal where I went to high school. Like, nobody online really knows a lot about me, yeah. such as, like, my, well, my name is out there, but other than that, my age, you know, where exactly I live. Right. Um, and I don't want to like go into like what schools I went to and stuff like that because people be nosy. Okay. And I know that I'm a controversial artist in the genre that I am. Uh -huh. So I do that out of the safety for myself and the safety for my family. Okay. You know, so. That's understandable. Yeah. It's just going into the industry. I learned from like, you know, people that have been helping me and stuff. They're like, you know what? because of who you are yeah. and what you're repping right now, they're like, I would just, you know, lay low on certain things just so that it's harder for people to look you up and find out personal information about you. So, okay. Oh, excuse me. So yeah, I just, certain things I just don't put out there. All good. All good. Okay. So uh, now growing up, if I'm correct in a Mexican family, Yes. Okay. What type of music would you say you were raised with? Uh, what type of music possibly your mother, your father played as uh, you were growing up? 
So growing up, mainly the only person that played music in the house was my dad. Mm -hmm. um, and he used to actually play a lot of disco. That's really? the one thing that I used to remember. He used to play a lot of disco. We didn't really listen to the radio and mm -hmm. none of us actually did until like I went into elementary school. Uh -huh. That's when I started listening to Kiss FM. But before that, my dad listened to a lot of disco. Uh, on my dad's side of the family, he actually has, I don't remember if it's a cousin. I think it is a cousin that actually works with uh, El Maria Chivargas. Okay. And when they would actually come out here to the States to do a couple of shows, we would actually go. So that's how I was introduced to mariachi, basically. Oh, okay, of course. And what else? My dad listened to like Rigo Tovar, um, Pepe Aguilar. Um, obviously, we grew up on Selena as well. Yeah. You know, Selena was more from my mom's side. Okay. And then Ana Gabriel, you know, so it was a lot more just like chill, like mellow music, except for, I guess the only crazy thing was just disco. And, and my dad used to listen to like an electronic group, okay. which I had never heard of, but he had this one CD, it was called uh, Poly March. Okay. I had never heard of him. I've never even seen him like elsewhere, but apparently it was like a really famous DJ from Oaxaca. Really? Back in the, like in the early eighties or late eighties. I don't remember exactly, mm. but he only had that one CD and the music was just bumping. So I remember I would just bump that shit and no shit. I was like, fuck, I'm going to fucking it, grow up on drugs or something. It, right? Yeah. It was it just like instrumental music or what was it? No, it was, um, it was basically like a mix of instrumentals and then also like other songs that to be honest, I didn't, I never knew what they were, but it was like a DJ mix. Okay. So he okay. would take, um, songs from other artists and just the way that he would mix them, like the transitions were flawless. Oh, the blends. The blends were just like immaculate. So I was just like, oh, that's pretty cool. But funny enough, as I got older, I didn't really get into electronica or anything like that. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, at, um, you play any instruments growing up? Hell no. For real? I think, I think at one time my dad tried to get me to take guitar lessons, mm -hmm. but I think I did do like one or two lessons and I got frustrated and I quit. <laughs> and I just, you know, like, I'm not even gonna lie. I think I cried to my dad and I was like, no, I don't want to play. But my sister ended up taking violin. Okay. So okay. my dad basically was like, okay, well, fuck you. Well, you're going to go play violin now. All right. So I was like, okay, cool. As long there as I'm there, huh? Uh, any sports growing up? No. No? No sports. Although, like, my dad watches a lot of soccer. Uh-huh. Um, and personally, I never really got into sports. It's just, I don't know. To me, it's just, it's kind of boring watching it on TV. And I'm just like, okay, I have no idea what's going on. Like, I'm the typical gay person. Like, especially when it comes to sports, I'm just like, I don't know what's going on and stuff like that. But later I um, got into a relationship and this guy was just all about soccer Okay. and he played soccer himself. So at the start of our relationship, we would go to his soccer games and it's a different experience actually being at an event than watching it at like, you know, on TV at home. So I actually got into soccer, but as long as I'm there, like if yeah. I'm there, having a beer like then it's cool and then i get into it but like if it's at home or whatever i'm just like whatever what's next <laughs> okay um you ever attended a football game baseball game or basketball game i've been to a couple dodgers games how did you enjoy um, that they're they're cool i don't like the beers being thrown okay you know i mean it's the same thing with the soccer games and stuff like that but i mean dodger games are always they're always iconic you know mm -hmm. um so but yeah, that was like way when I was like 
15, 16, 17. I think my last Dodger game, I was like 19. Okay. I don't even remember who they played against because that day when we went to that um, to that game, I was actually crossfaded. So I don't even remember the experience. I just see the horrible pictures that we took that day. So I was like, <laughs> fuck. You're like, that was me? No, that wasn't me. I don't know who the fuck that was, but it wasn't me. <laughs> all good, all good. Okay, you know what? Now, let me ask you this. What, what, what do you like to watch, if anything, on TV? I'm a big movie guy. I love documentaries. I love sports. Uh, sometimes, every once in a while, you know, I like to watch cartoons still, believe it or not. I I like movies like Aladdin, you know, the old school, yeah. you know, Disney movies. What do you like to watch on TV whenever you do have time? Mm, to be honest, nowadays, I don't really watch TV okay. just because we have the internet. So it's like, what's the point? You know, you, anything that's on TV, you can pretty much find on the internet. But like, I mean, I do like cartoons still. Um, the one cartoon that I really love is SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Like, I love SpongeBob, but I like the old cartoons. Um, I like the old school Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Um, I like, uh, you know, the Jetsons, the Flintstones. Like, I grew up watching those cartoons. Uh, the Simpsons. I love The Simpsons. My mom had no idea that The Simpsons was more of like a mature cartoon. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you're little, you really don't get those jokes or whatever. Right, I right. just like them. Um, but I'm a big movie person as well. Okay. I love films and I'm like really criticon. Okay. Like I, if I, if I see something wrong with a, with a movie, I nitpick. I mean, I'm not those annoying people that like, you know, when you take to the movies and they're all loud, like that didn't really happen or whatever. Like, you know, I, I'm not those type of people. I'll tell you after the movie. But I love horror movies. More than anything, I love horror films. I love horror movies too. Okay. Um, okay. Before I ask you to give me your top five movies of all time, give me some of your classic horror movies that you just like. That's my shit right there. So number one would be The Exorcist. Shit. That is my like number one horror movie. Um, because to me, what was... Um, what really stuck to me about that film yeah. was all the work that they put into it. Mm -hmm. And before I even got into rap, I wanted to go into filmmaking. Really? That was my number one interest. And horror was like my main genre, obviously. Right. So I did a lot of my homework on movies and stuff like that. And I also like films that are based on real events yeah. or that are inspired by real events. So when I found out that that movie was inspired by a true event, I was like, holy shit, you know? Yeah. But... I just love that even to this day, it still freaks people out. It does. And that should let you know the impact that a, that a film actually has. You know, I saw it when I was six years old at a driving theater and it fucked me up. Mm. Like it really, really fucked me up. And it didn't help that it almost seemed like every other week, my mom would take us all to the drive-in so that we can watch it because she wanted to watch it, you know? And we were all in the station wagon with the speaker hanging over, you know, the window and she's bumping and all you hear is, <laughs> who in the fuck wants to hear that, you know? Oh my God. Yeah, as a six-year-old boy, I'm like this, you know, and I'm terrified. Today, I still cannot see that movie, man. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I still cannot see that fucking movie. It, it still fucks a lot of people up. It does. It, it really does because you know what? It deals like I think with um, with faith. I think that's the one thing that freaks people out is that yeah. it really does deal with faith. To me, the scariest part of that movie was not the actual exorcist or like the whole demonic shit. Uh -huh. It was the basically the torture that they were putting the 
um, that they were putting Reagan through uh-huh. to try to figure out what the hell is wrong with her. Oh, uh, when they were going to the hospital? To the hospital and doing all those tests. That's what actually freaked me out. Okay, I, I guess because they were looking more for a scientific answer. True, and you that's know. what I liked because, you know, you know, in movies nowadays, it's like, you know, somebody, I don't know, like, falls bumps their head and automatically oh my god he's gonna develop some supernatural powers or some (laughs) stupid bullshit you know but that that's what i liked about that actual film is that it dealt more you saw more about the fear of the mom like what the hell is wrong with my with my kid and then now as i'm getting older i place myself in her shoes and i'm like fuck what if that was my child yeah like, would I actually believe, like, you know, that she's possessed or would I keep taking her to a hospital, doctor after doctor after doctor, to try to figure out what the hell's wrong with her? Okay, okay. Um, I'll tell you another movie that freaked me out back in the day was The Omen, the original one. Oh, the original the o- Omen? The Omen. Oh, yeah, that one freaked me out. No, but, but give us a couple of more movies that you like. So another movie that actually freaks me out is Jaws. I re- really? Yeah, I refuse to go to the beach. Well, I go to the beach, but I refuse to go in the water because of that movie. Still now? Still to this day. I have a huge fear of like the ocean. Okay. See, I can understand that because when I was a kid, we've never saw anything like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was even afraid to take a crap because I would look down and to- see because there was water there. Yeah. There, even to the point where I was afraid to take a bath so I would shower. And that's the damn truth. That's the impact that movies had on us, you know, mm-hmm. but obviously it still has the same impact on you. You know? Yeah, like I saw that movie, I think, when actually I was seven, the first time that I saw that movie. Damn, so it still fucked you up. It still fucked me up. And to be honest, it still fucks me up to this day because it's it's not a it's not a person in a hockey mask. You know, it's not it's Michael not, Myers. It's not Michael Myers. It's it's nature. Right. Okay. It's nature. And nature is very unpredictable. So that movie fucking um, to this day, like I get very afraid to go into the water. I don't think I've ever been in a boat. Have I? No. <laughs> No, and I refuse. I have like a fear of the ocean. Okay, uh, g- give us another movie. You know what? I think, I mean, it's not a horror movie, but I think it ties into my fear of the ocean, Titanic. Really? Mm-hmm. Fuck. Okay, uh, the way the movie explained it, I think the, the boat broke in half, correct? Is that the way it happened? It did. And then the tip of it just pretty much just went up? Okay, even in the movie, you know, there was there was lights while people were sliding down. Another, you had light, okay, but we don't really know what it really or how it happened. If if they even had lights to begin with, you know, right? Uh, except by, um, uh, what do you call those people? People that survived and saw yeah. it, because I'm sure that motherfucker was dark in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, so fucking dark. And just to hear the screams and the yells and everything and the people that survived, how do you live after that torment? I, honestly, I'd be fucked up. Yeah. I would be fucked up. Like, um, my ex actually wanted to go on a cruise. Like, he's always he was always telling me, um, hey, we should go on a cruise. And yeah. in particular, an Alaskan cruise. I'm like, fuck. Like, you trying to take me on a fucking boat where there's fucking ice? Like, get the fuck out of here. And I was just like, no, because... I remember he would be like, well, shit like that don't happen anymore. And then right. the fucking Costa Concordia sank off to fucking Italy or wherever the fuck. And I right. was like, you see? You see? Like, yeah. that's motherfucking history repeating itself. Yeah. And I was like, no, fuck that. Like, but yeah, um, what freaks me out about Titanic is the fact that it's actually a historical event. Yeah. Real people fucking died. And, you know, to me, any tragedy is horrifying. Like, the September 11 movies freaked me out too yeah um i mean i'm not afraid to fly 
but I, I'm not going to lie and say that I don't get nervous, you know, getting on a fucking plane. And yeah. regardless, it's it's not about, you know, how it happened. It's just, you know, the fact of like dying. No, you're absolutely right. You know, because I've flown for years, okay? At least 30 years of flying. And I still can't, I don't like being somewhere where I can't leave. Mm -hmm. Okay? And I feel that way. And, and I've been through all kinds of fucking turbulence. I'll give you one example. We were on the way to Chicago. And uh, we had very fucking bad turbulence. And this turbulence wasn't up and down like this. It was almost side to side. Fuck. And it, it was fucking terrible. And then there was this old man, like old, right in front of us. And he was going the whole time, we, we, let's go down. We, even the stewardess were, were pretty much, you know, seat, uh, right. in their seats. We, the whole fucking time until finally somebody said, shut the fuck up. Damn, if I was you, I would have been like, what the fuck are you want? Give me some. He, yeah, he was like, we, let's, let's go down. Like, and I, oh, he the whole time I'm like this, you know. <laughs> I became a born again believer right there, you know, and he was ready to go. He lived his he life. He was ready to go. He was ready to go, and I, and then finally some dude goes, "Shut the fuck up!" You know, I'm gonna fuck you. Like he threatened his ass, oh and, and he, he goes, "What's the problem?" He was an old man, and he wee. Oh hell no! Yeah, so yeah, but it was really, and, and I'm talking about turbulence for at least almost an hour. It, it was terrible. I would have so, died. I would have just died. Yeah. <laughs> So fucking killed half the people on the plane anyways. <laughs> that was a good one. Okay. My all-time five five favorite movies. Probably not in order, but Gladiator is my shit. I love That's Gladiator. A good movie. Okay, I love Gladiator. I love uh Carlito's Way. Oh yeah. Okay. I love Passion of the Christ. Um I would probably have to throw in Is it bad to say that I that movie scared me too? Really? Passion of the Christ. Really? What was it about it that scared you? Uh, the viciousness. Yeah. Like the, the brutality. Because um, I've always had like a conflict with, with religion and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So I normally try not to talk to talk about it. I mean, do I believe that it happened? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's just what I question, I guess you would say, is like how it actually happened. But right. I don't doubt that he went through like horrific pain and torture you know yeah. that i don't doubt like that movie actually did like you know touch me and stuff like that yeah. and it's a really brilliantly well done film yeah yeah i'll tell you another one that i liked and it probably wasn't in my top five but i will put it up there apocalypto oh that movie's dope yes a really really good movie apocalypto and there was another one that was just Right. You know what pisses me off though? What's people that? like always mistaking uh, the people in the movie for Aztecs. Yeah, and I'm I'm just like, I, you know what? I'm educated. I'm not even gonna say anything. Like <laughs> you can learn on your own. Yeah, but yeah. Okay, uh, uh, that one was one of my favorites, and uh, oh man. It, there's just so many because I'm a huge, huge movie buff. I, I still collect Blu-rays. I love hard copies. Yeah. So I still buy a lot of uh, fucking movies. But um, uh, what's that one with Mel Gibson? Um, the one where he's an Irishman, if I'm correct? Oh. Braveheart. Uh, Braveheart, yeah. That's another good-ass movie. So yeah. I like those kind of movies. So, But now, let's get a little bit into the music. Around what age were you say you were introduced or you heard rap? and you liked it well when i first heard rap it was 
when I was like around 11 or 12, like I said, when I started listening to Kiss FM, the radio, okay. but that's what you would consider like, you know, the mainstream rap. So obviously it was, you know, um, it was different than Chicano rap. So mm -hmm. I didn't even know Chicano rap existed until I was 13 when I went into high school. Okay. So I was just pretty much listening to what I was on the radio. And then when I went into high school, I had come out of the closet. I came out of the closet when I was 12. Okay. And I actually, I did that on purpose because around that time I was, I wasn't a perfect student, but I had decent grades. Okay. But around 11 or so when I hit puberty, that's when I noticed that I started having attraction for boys mm -hmm. instead of girls. So I went into a depression and then my grades just started spiraling. So I remember um, we had this test that we had to do. I failed it miserably. And then my teacher was just like, finally, you know what? Go to the counselors. Mm -hmm. I don't know what for, um, but apparently my teachers thought that something was going on at home. And so when I spoke to the counselor, I told her what was up, you know, I was like, you know what, like, I don't know what's happening. Like, I have, like, I think I have a crush on this kid in my class, blah, blah, blah. And then my counselor was just like, oh, you're just gay. That's okay. Like, I'm just like, I, I was confused, you know, so right, right. I didn't, I didn't know what that meant. I mean, obviously when you're little and stuff like that, you'll just be like, you know, don't do that. That's gay or whatever. But for me, I didn't know what that meant. You know, right. I just thought it meant like that's stupid, which to some people it does or whatever. So after that, um, the school, uh, my school actually hired a professional uh, like psychologist yeah. that came in from the county. They talked to me because they just wanted to make sure that everything was good, you know, that I wasn't being hurt at home, blah, 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 blah. So I just told them, you know, and then my psychologist was like, so do you want to tell your parents? Or do you, you know, like, what do you want to do? Right. And my way of thinking back then was like, I want to tell my parents because legally they can't kick me out of the house, you know? So I was just like, yeah, let's just tell, let's just tell my parents. So they set up a meeting and then um, I basically came out to, to my mom and dad. Funny enough though, my dad was not the one who had a problem with it. It was my mom. Really? So I kind of like had for the longest time like a really strained um relationship with my mom okay but i became my dad's favorite okay and then my sisters hated me for it but sorry bitches um but yeah like my dad was i was actually surprised because my dad was he, he wasn't homophobic but he was just how do you explain it oh they're gonna kill me when i get home they were like really like loving parents Okay. They just never really paid attention to us. I mean, my dad always worked. My mom worked. I can't say that they were bad parents, but they were definitely not attentive. Okay. You know? Okay. So we were always kind of doing our own thing, and then they, you know, would do their own thing or whatever. Um, but after I came out, me and my dad got a lot closer, mm -hmm. and he would tell me, you know, like, I just want you to be safe. Don't do nothing stupid. I remember the first thing that my dad told me was like, okay, you know what? If you're gay, that's cool and all, but you got to learn how to respect. And okay. I was just like, me? And he's like, yes, you got to learn how to respect, you know? And so my dad basically told me to just treat everybody with respect. Right. Pero tampoco que no me dejara. Sí. You know? So fast forward to high school. 
I had already came out to all of my classmates and stuff like that, and I basically went into high school a loner. But at the same time, I was never really a social person. I've always kind of kept to myself because of like, you know, since my parents were not that attentive, I was just like, you know what, I'm gonna just do me, you right. know, and just keep to myself. So when I went into high school, I didn't really talk to nobody. You know, it was the occasional like, oh, hey, what's up to the, you know, my previous classmates. And then I remember, I don't remember what class it was, but I sat in the back. I think it was actually my world history class. I sat in the back of the classroom and in front of me, to my left, and then in front of her, there were these three cholas. <laughs> and so we didn't really talk, but, you know, they would talk among themselves. And then I slowly just, they would be like, oh, hey, what's up? You know, started talking to me. And I'd be like, oh, not much, you know, just chilling, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So we would just start slowly talking. And then one day they invited me to a kickback. And so we went down to East Los and then that was like my first hood party, like my first like, you know, backyard party. I was so fucking scared because when I got there, all you see are fucking cholos and like, you know, homie types. And I'm just like, I'm going to die. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm going to fucking die. And so, but everybody was cool. They were just asking, oh, hey, what's up? And they're like, you know, who are you? So, you know, I just introduced myself. I'm like, oh, my name's Adrian. What's up? And then um, my homegirl, Reyna, um, who was the one who invited me to the party, she's just like, oh, yeah, that's my boy. You know, we're in class. And right away, they, they just treated me like family, okay. you know. But they didn't know that I was gay because at that point, I still hadn't told the homegirls. So eventually, as we started kicking in more and stuff like that, then they basically, um, you know, started asking questions and stuff like that. So I admitted to them, I was like, yeah, I'm gay. And they're like, oh my God, that's so cool. You know, blah, 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 blah. So um, they're actually the ones who got me into doing my makeup. Okay, okay. I remember one time we were drunk off Mad Dogs and then for whatever reason, Raina thought it was gonna be a good idea for, for me to do eyeliner. She's like, let me give you a wing essay. And I was like, oh my God, I was like, fine. So I just like passed out on the bed and she like did the wings and it was just, it was funny, but at the same time, like I liked it. I was okay. like, oh, this okay. is kinda cool. You know, uh, b before we go to break, I, I, I wanna bring something up because we talked on the phone a couple of times, okay? Yeah. And one thing that I made clear, uh, not out of respect, uh, I asked you, if there's anything you don't want to talk about, please let me know, okay? Because I don't want to be out of line, and the last thing that I ever want to do is feel like I'm walking on eggshells with you. I want to be able to be upfront with you, and if there's anything that you don't want to answer, then we'll go to the next question. Right. You know? So you said you came out, and you told your dad, you know, you came out of the closet. Those were your words, if I'm correct. Yeah. Prior to then, did you ever like girls? No. Okay, so you, you felt an attraction to... Um, and, and that's the thing is that like you know that was before i hit puberty okay i don't think any child before they reach puberty is thinking about being you know attracted to mm -hmm. someone of the opposite sex i know there's like you know as adults we'll be like oh you like her you know when they're right. little and stuff like that but they don't know what that means but no i was never attracted to any girls at any time okay um i hooked up with them I okay. hooked up with this one girl one time, but I was crossfaded. Um, and that was the end of that. Okay. Um, it didn't go down like how you think it did, though. Right, 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 right. right. But, um, but yeah, no. It Honestly, my attraction for guys started as soon as I hit puberty. Okay. The, the reason why I asked is because for me, mm -hmm. I remember second grade, third grade, 
fourth grade, fifth grade, I had I was constantly attracted to women. I just that's crazy. Yeah, it, it is. But and damn, I think I even remember some of their damn names. Like seriously. Oh no. Yeah. So when you said, can we go to break now? Yeah. <laughs> Eleven or twelve. I was like, uh, you know. But were you at all at all afraid to share that with your family? I was because since I didn't have that communication with my parents, I didn't know how they were going to react. Yeah. Did, did, did it take a long time for your mother to open up, maybe to talk to you about it? Did she ever? Even to this day, we still really don't talk about it. Like our relationship is better, but see the problem I think with me and my mom is we're too similar. Okay. We, we think alike, we're, our personalities are too similar. So I think that's why we clash so much. Okay, all right. Um, but yeah, you know what's crazy though? Right now that you said that, I actually think that um, when I was younger, I did have an appreciation for a girl's beauty, if that makes sense. Like, mm -hmm. I'll be like, oh, I like her hair. You know, I think she's pretty, she's cute, but it was never in like- An like attraction a, maybe? Yeah, it was never in like an actual like attraction. It okay. was just more of like complimenting, I guess you could okay. say. All right, that'll work. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go ahead and take a 10 minute break. We're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about your music, your recording, and you know, anything else you wanna talk about. All right, so, cool. sounds good. Okay, everybody, uh, once again, call somebody, text somebody, slap the shit out of somebody. Let them know that Baby Boy Slim is in the motherfucking building. We'll be back in 10 minutes, so uh, go warm up that top ramen and get yourself a couple of modelos and be back in 10 minutes. Yo, 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 can you guys hear me? It's all good, yo. Everything good now? Okay, check this out. Let me go ahead and announce once again what happened. We found out that a fucking raccoon climbed up the fucking uh, pole, got his ass zapped, and fucking caused a blackout. So we just had a blackout during the break. That's what you get when you have fucking raccoons climbing up. So in case another raccoon climbs up and gets his ass zapped, probably maybe his beetle zapped, we're probably gonna have another blackout. But until then, we're gonna go ahead and continue the... Um, the interview with baby boy slim so baby boy slim i apologize for the fucking raccoon he fucked shit up but it's all good it's all good so we're good we're still here yeah so now um you said uh, around a certain age you began to write poetry around what age was that um so it must have been like right when i got into high school okay uh, so i was like what 13 14 um in my my english teacher for my freshman year was really into poetry so she would had she would make us do like a lot of poetry stuff um and when i first started writing it was never necessarily about rap it was just strictly poetry i would just write almost like a diary you know of shit that i would go through or things that i was feeling at the time um it wasn't until i started hanging out with my homegirls from my world history class that you know, they introduced me to Chicano rap. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I kind of started, you know, instead of just writing like random letters or doing random poems, I would try to do it more in like a song style. Okay, okay. Um, so you started listening to Chicano rap. What were some of the artists that you used to listen to? Or oh, what were some of the artists during that time that were hot, you know? Um, well, a lot of the artists that... I'm trying to remember who was actually like the first artist that I listened to. Yeah. And the first song. Actually, you know what? The first song that I listened to was Superman by Brown Boy. Okay. And it's so funny because I completely forgot to mention this. My dad had actually one CD that was all, I, even, I think I remember the name of it. It was called like Songs from the Barrio, Volume Something. 
Okay. And it was just like, uh, it was like one of those like pirated CDs and stuff like that that you usually find at the swap meets and stuff. And I remember it had like a brick background and it had that lowrider like logo, man. You know, the mm. circle with the shades and the, yeah. and the bigotes. He had that, he had that uh, CD and I remember popping it in one day and because I think I was just like looking through his CDs and I saw that one. I was like, oh, what's this? So I, I popped it in and the first track that was on there was uh, Superman. Okay. So I don't remember exactly what the other songs were, but I do remember like just immediately like being drawn to that song. Because to me, that song is like definitely iconic, you know? Yeah. But when I started hanging out with my homegirls, they would, you know, bump a whole bunch of different artists uh miss sancha mr sancho um night owl um and then miss lady pinks and yeah there was just it was just like a whole mix of different artists okay so you would say that those artists were the ones that pretty much inspired you to take it to the next level and start rapping pretty much okay yeah. Okay, Abraham, how old were you when you first recorded yourself and and were able to play it back and hear yourself? The first time that I recorded myself, I think I was 20. Okay. I was 20. So you were 20. And, and where, where did this happen? Was this at your home, at a studio? or? So it was actually at my homeboy's studio. Um, he has like a little home studio thing that he does. Nowadays, it's like he comes over to my place and we record at my place. So he just, you know, brings his mic, his equipment, and we just record from home. Um, he still records my music to this day. His name is Vision. Um, and he's a rapper himself, but he does more of that, like, deep underground, like, rap, hip-hop type of stuff. So he's not necessarily Chicano. Um, but I met, I met him through another homie of mine. And so we linked up. And it's funny because the first song that I actually recorded, it was kind of like by force. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I was ready, but, um, it was actually Miss Crazy. Okay. Who told me, hey, Slim, you need to put a song out. Record a song and then, you know, upload it somewhere and then give it to me so I can share it. And How did you like, meet her? Miss Crazy? Yeah. We actually started talking on Facebook. Okay. Um, she used to have, like, way back in the day, she used to have, like, these, like, girl talk things, you know, where she would post questions and then fans would just you know answer in the comments and then mm -hmm. you know she would respond back and stuff like that and she would talk about relationships and hardships and you know things that you can do to you know grow as a better person it was just like a mix of different like stuff that she would talk about so that's where i actually met her we started talking and stuff like that through the comments and then a few weeks later you know i became one of her like you know regular commenters okay so then a few weeks later i get a friend request from what was like her personal page like her personal profile that's not public and at first i thought it was fake so i messaged what? her her music page and i was like hey girl is this you or is this you know somebody trying it and she's like no it's me you know she's just like keep it you know keep it private and i was like oh okay cool so then we started talking there um we weren't like talking frequently but it was just like hey girl what's up you know every now and then and then I actually met her. She had a um, meet and greet at the Compton Swap Meet. Okay. I was in line for seven hours. There was that many people there? There was that many people there. And I heard that like that fucking, um, that fucking meet and greet actually even lasted two hours after the Swap Meet closed. Wow. And she was there for like a long ass time. Um, and that's where I met Miss Lovely too. Okay. 
Okay, that's dope. That's dope. And then from there, you guys pretty much built a relationship or a friendship? Pretty much. I mean, like, Miss Crazy already knew who I was. Okay. So by the time that I reached to her, you know, by the time I reached her, I was like, I hope you know who I am. And she recognized me because of my makeup. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, obviously, like, my pictures, I'm wearing makeup and stuff like that. And she's like, of course. And, you know, I had a, I recorded the whole experience. It was just um, a very inspiring moment for me meeting like one of the women that actually you know pushed me to become who i am today and who basically told me you know what slim like don't let nobody like tell you any different you know you do you right you know mind your p's and q's right but you know do you yeah yeah you're right so you recorded this song and uh uh, do you remember the title of the song yeah it's called homewrecker part two requiem um, wait, was it Requiem? Yeah, I think it was just Requiem. Why, why Homewrecker? So Homewrecker was that. My Homewrecker was actually a, I guess like a part two to Miss Crazy Song Homewrecker that she has on her album. Okay. Um, so in her album, Forgive Not Forget, she has a song called Homewrecker. And at that time, I was actually going through a problem with an ex of mine that was basically cheating on me. And I found out about it. So when Miss Crazy told me that she gave me a month to basically, you know, write a song and then give it to her so she can put out or whatever, or that she can share, I I didn't know what to write because I was in a really bad headspace with what was going on. So I remember just listening to her album and I was like, you know what? I know what to fucking write about. So I went on YouTube. I got a beat that I just found and I was, I remember that day I was spending hours trying to find that perfect beat that was going with what I was feeling. Okay. So I found the beat and I wrote that song and I want to say maybe like 30 minutes. Hmm. And then I went to record it. As you can imagine, I was super hella nervous. Mm-hmm. I think what, what I was more nervous about was not actually putting it out, but the fact that this was something I was going to show crazy. Right, right. You know, okay. she is she is a leading woman in yeah. Chicano rap. So I was like, fuck, like, I know that's the homegirl, but, you know, she she keeps it real. I was like, if she doesn't like it, she's going to rip me a new one, you know? Right, right. So I recorded it. I actually recorded that song twice. I recorded it twice. The version that you see online, that's the original. I recorded it twice because I remember I was telling Crazy, I was like, you know what? I'm going to re-record it, delete the version that's online, and I'm going to just upload it again. She's like, no. She's like, don't. She's like, whatever you put out, even if you regret it later, just leave it, learn from those mistakes, and move on to the next. Mm. And she's right. The If it wasn't for her, I would. I don't think, even to this day, I would have probably never put out a song. Now, when you gave it to her, what was her response? So... The final product, she liked it. Okay. She personally liked it uh, for what it was, even though I didn't consider it to be perfect. But she was like, you know what, Slim, this is dope, because we did have a couple of phone calls before we recorded the track, mm-hmm. um, and she was giving me pointers like, right. okay, fix this little part here, blah blah blah, you know. So to be perfectly honest with you, I credit the start of my Chicano rap career to Miss Crazy. Like, okay. if it wasn't for her, like, I don't think I'd be sitting on your desk right here. Right. Oh, wow. You know, uh, I want to bring up something that 
for some people may be a little controversial. It isn't for me. You give me the okay to speak to you, you know, uh, up front. Okay. Right. Um, I watched a little clip of what you sent me, the DM on how you uh, had an interview with, some, with, with a woman. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I looked it up on YouTube and I found it, the full version of it. Okay. Right. And how you, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't want to, once again, I don't want to misquote you. Okay. You said, I'm a gay rapper. Yeah. Is that how you, is, am I correct? Yeah. I mean, at this point, it's like, I'm a gay rapper. I'm a gay Chicano rapper. Okay. Now, having said that, this is why I ask. Mm-hmm. Okay. Having said that, first of all, it took a lot of boldness because you know that sl- the slack that Chicano rappers will give you. Okay. Right. And I understand their point of view. I do. Okay. And so do I. Right. Let's not get that twisted. Okay. So do I. Trust okay. me, I get it, and I understand. Now, if I were to ask you, why do you think, if any, why do you think they would get upset with you if you considered yourself a Chicano rapper? The reason why I feel they, they feel the way they do is because they put so much work to basically create a whole different genre of rap. Something that stood out from like mainstream rap. Right. You know what I mean? Um, because like how a lot of Chicano rappers said, like, you know, and I know it's fucked up, you know, for it to sound this way, but like, we don't get a lot of handouts in the, in the industry. Right. You know, it's everything we have to work for. We have to do our damn selves because nobody else will help us. And I feel like that, um, should be an eye opener for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, so you're saying we can't make it in the industry because we don't get handouts from black artists. But here you are not giving handouts to your own people. Despite your differences, like you're doing the same thing that you're complaining about. And it's even more fucked up because it is your own people. Fuck the differences, like fuck what, like what part of Mexico I'm from, I'm still Chicano. You know, like, just because I'm gay, the Mexican American in me is not going anywhere. Yeah. Um I'm gonna I was born a Chicano, I'm gonna die a Chicano. Right. Well, you know, and, and people could have their opinions. Right. Okay. And if they don't want to listen to your music, they don't have to, you know. Right. But my thing is don't criticize, don't critique, especially if they don't even know you. Right. You know. And and I could understand why they feel that way because that's the machismo in us that they would look at a person like you and say, he doesn't represent us. But maybe you're not representing them. You're representing you. Right. So, And you know what? To be honest with you, like they should be prideful. Mm-hmm. They should have pride in what they did. Because if it wasn't for what they did, I probably wouldn't be here. Up and coming Chicano rappers would probably would not be here. Right. You know what I mean? Somebody had to start it. Right. But I think for growth in the industry, you need to allow a little bit of room for new people to come in. Because like to me, Chicano rap, like, I mean, I grew up listening to it, you know? But when I first heard about it, I didn't know there was a history that went back to the early 90s. Yeah. You know, I just heard about what was already available on the CDs. But if um, if you ask some people, a lot of people have told me, you know, Chicano rap died in like the early 2000s. Yeah, a lot of people do say that. So it's like, okay, so what do we do at that point? Do we just let Chicano rap die? 
do we just like let it like stay where it's at or do we evolve it mm. you know do we open doors for other people and like you said you know i'm not here to represent anybody I represent who allows themselves to be, you know, to to allow me to represent them. Right, right. It's just like, you know, it's it's 2020. Times are changing. And if, you know, times are moving and you can either stay stuck behind. Right. Or you can evolve and move forward with the, with the times. Uh, I'm going to name two artists that are in the mainstream and you correct me if I'm wrong, okay? You got Young Thug who openly... It has came out on a dress on the album cover and it's pretty much openly gay as well. Um, you have, uh, uh, the Old Town Road guy. What's his name? Um, X Nas or. Yeah, Lil Nas X or something like something that. Something like that. Yeah. He's openly gay. Have you ever, again, I don't know, so I'm asking, have you ever heard the black community bash them for being openly gay? I have. Okay. I've seen it. I, ha I haven't seen it, so that's why I ask. I've so. seen it, but the thing is, is that. For, to start with, Lil Nas X didn't come out until after okay. he had that one hit. Okay. Because he knew that if he came out before, nobody was going to play that song. Mm -hmm. And it wouldn't have become a hit when it did. So he came out after. He did something smart. He came He came out after. Yeah. And then as far as Young Thug... I think I mean, he did the I've, same. I've never heard of any of his music. I've never... You know, I know who he is because of the whole dress thing. That's the only thing that I knew about and that he was a rapper. So I can't honestly, you know, say what happened in his situation. Right. But I feel that it was the same thing with Lil Nas X. He wouldn't have done that at the start of his career. Right, right. Okay. Now, what I'm about to say is probably going to hurt some people's feelings, but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyways. Because anybody that watches Rodeo Radio knows that I don't say things to be disrespectful, but these are facts. Right. Okay, so I'm going to say this again. I don't say this to be disrespectful, but I'm going to state facts. I know certain, certain Chicano rappers that, and I'll kindly put it, go both ways. Okay. Oh, no, I don't think I want to hear this. And, and, <laughs> and I'm not dropping names because I wouldn't do that. I would never throw anyone under the bus. And a lot of you guys out there listening know that this is true. They just don't speak about it because of the machismo and the image. And you know what? If that's their lifestyle, that's okay. Let me just say this. Statistically, one out of 10 people is either gay, lesbian, mm -hmm. or bi. Statistically. Right. And okay. these are studies done by like therapists, psychologists, and people with degrees. <laughs> people that went to college. Right. You know? So... That should say something. Right. I personally do not understand the so much hatred. Yeah. And so much, you know, I just, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Let me, let me just say this as an example. And this is not to, like I said, not to throw any artist out there, not to disrespect. Of course. But I just want to make a point. Um, everybody thinks Ms. Sanchez is fine for being a lesbian, mm -hmm. you know? Um, when you talk about lesbianism, it's erotic, it's sexy, you know? So in that, in, in that sense, being gay is okay. But why? Because it's satisfying, um, like a heterosexual man's pleasure. 
they they may not like the lesbianism, but they're like, oh yeah, girl, like get it and stuff like that, you know. But you basically just exposed yourself for just you know viewing a woman's gay sexuality for being something erotic right. and for you to basically like just um how do i explain it like for your own sick pleasure basically you're objectifying a woman right you just see her as a sex object and nothing more right so i get it like men definitely have like a lot more egos and stuff like that but you can't do that flip-flop shit like yeah. so now you're a double standard right you know fuck that fag Oh, but these two bitches on this porn video that I'm like that I'm watching can fucking get it on. Do you know what I mean? Of course, of course. You know, and this subject is just—I don't know why it would make people cringe. Like, I'm there's—I'm sure there's people upset with me because you're here, and I'm gonna be real with you. I don't care. And I told you from the very get-go, I'm never gonna allow anyone to dictate who I'm gonna have here. Anyone, you know, and. Uh, let me talk, let me say something something yes. else. Did you ever watch on Netflix the trials of Gabriel Fernandez? Yes, I did. Okay. Yes, I did. So, do you remember the outrage that happened after that series? Right, it was outrage in the Chicano community, outrage in you know the black community. Everybody was outraged. Yeah, you know. But let's focus. Let's focus on the Chicano community. So everybody's outraged because of what he went through. Yeah. How he was brutally tortured. Yes. And the circumstances. But are we forgetting what drove that murder? Shed a little bit of light because just to remind people, because that was stated in the documentary. So the guy that um, that beat Gabriel Fernandez to death thought he was gay. It was homophobia that drove that murder. Yeah. And, and it's like, if Gabriel Fernandez would have survived that, you know, and let's say there was still like a big deal with how brutal it was, but hey, you know what? He survived. If he really was gay, would still would people would still back them up? Would people have still supported him? That's a good question, you know. And um, but people are forgetting that it was home that it was homophobia that drove to him. They forced him and dresses yeah he yeah. they they forced them to wear dresses right the only time he was cared for was when his gay uncle took him in with his partner he was well dressed he was well taken care of he was fed he goes back to his to his biological mother and and her boyfriend at the time and he starved He's beaten. Yeah. He's tortured. Yeah. So you guys, so everybody who's homophobic is gonna tell me that they would still sacrifice that child as long as he's with his, with his biological mom, and just let what happened happen. But don't let those fags that actually took care of him, you know, continue to take care of him, and have given him an opportunity of life. Right. Sorry if I get a little emotional, but that just like. Um, no, it's all it's all good. And let me, let me tell you something. Uh, everybody knows that when that documentary aired, I spoke a little bit about it here. And that documentary really fucked me up, man. Like, it really, really fucked me up in a sense where I had to stop it like three, four times simply because I couldn't 
couldn't believe that another human being can do that to a child because of what he thought he might have been. And it really fucked me up. And uh, I talked to close friends, okay? And I cried on the phone with them and, and told, because I was outraged, you know, I was hurt. And that's a child, you know, that's a child. And um, th th that's one, that's one that I can't watch again, but yeah, it fucked me up. And, and I hope that people watching this and I will continue to watch this any can learn from it. You know, and if you still want to continue to bash, if they want to still want to continue to bash you, you know what? Look, whatever. I, the thing is, is that I'm not here to change the industry. I'm not here to to talk politics, to to do anything like I, I'm not repping any hoods. I'm not repping any colors. I'm not repping any sides. Like all I've ever been about is unity. Yeah. Everybody's about brown pride. Why can't I be proud of being brown? Why can why does everybody else have that right but right. not me? Why does it matter who's fucking me in my room? Are you mad cuz it's your homeboy? You know, it's just like people want to believe that there's no gay people in the Chicano community, but guess what there is. We're here. I've seen more like, you know, more LGBT people actually embracing the Chicano culture. And even like, I'm, I'm gonna say even the Cholo culture, you know, they're wear pro clubs, they wear dickies, they, they, they dress the part, you know? And it's because like, we, like there's people of us, there's actually gay people that grow up in the hoods. Not only do I have to fucking worry about like, you know, some neighbor's rivals coming by and blasting me because they think I might have association. I, I gotta worry about my own family. You know, I have to worry about fucking this bullshit. I got to worry about not getting jumped and stuff like that. Like people think they have it hard. They don't realize we have it twice as hard, even more harder than the females. I'm sorry. I know females have like they have it really hard, like in the industry. But fuck, imagine me. You know, yeah. I'm the only one that's doing what I'm doing. And, you know, the reason why I don't count, you know, Snow the product or or Miss Sancha, people that are actually openly gay, is because they're women and their their homosexuality, their lesbianism is seen as something exotic, and erotic and hot and sexy. Me, I'm just that fucking fag that shouldn't be rapping. Yeah, yeah. You know, here mo many people have heard me say we have a voice, and I'm speaking about the raza. Okay. You have a voice, and that's why you were welcomed here so that people can hear that voice. And I think it's important. Again, I may lose a lot of friends, but I'll tell you what, I'm not going to lose any fucking sleep. You know, I don't give a fuck. You know, I, I don't discriminate against anyone. You respect me, I respect you. What you do behind closed doors is what you do behind closed doors. That's it. I'm going to treat you like a human being. And that's the way we're going to get along, and that's it. Now, if somebody wants to say, well, you know, because he's that guy and he doesn't miss me with that bullshit, man. Miss me with if you don't want to talk to me, I don't give a fuck. I'm 52 years old. I'm not going to lie. There's been people in the industry that, you know, I feel have misguided me. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? It's just, um, you know, people tell you one thing and then other people tell you another. And it's just I'm not going to sit here and say, you know what, like. 
I know what the fuck I'm doing because I don't. Okay. I just put out music. Okay. You know, I'm not going to front and say that like, oh yeah, I know exactly what the fuck I'm doing because I really don't. I don't know what direction to take. I really am the first of my kind in Chicano rap. Okay. So what do I do? Where do I go? You know, it's easy for a guy because, you know, like, you know, he got his ladies and he got his fans that support him and then he just keeps going up. Right. But me, it's like, I got to be careful who I talk to. And I mean, I know that's the same for a lot of people, but I got to be right. careful about who I talk to. I got to be careful about what I say. I, you know, it's just, there's too many eggshells. You feel like you got to walk on eggshells, but me, I, I feel like I got to, I, you know, I'm walking on glass and nails and barbed wire. Right. And I know a few motherfuckers out there putting some mines out there. Right. You know, every, like the shows that I've done, uh -huh. every single time I'm like, this might be the last one better make it worth it i remember this one time it was actually the last show that i did in uh salt lake no salt lake city or st george i don't remember but it was in utah i performed with crazy and brown boy um and i actually had to use the restroom but the restrooms that were in the backstage area for the um for the artists yeah. were broken so i had to go through the crowd to use the public one normally when there's artists like on stage, I don't like to go out in public because um, I don't want to take like distract. Right. You know, I've seen artists that will just go out after they perform with the fans and then they take the crowd and then the artist out there is being disrespected, you know? So, right. but I really had to go pee. So I left discreetly trying to like to not look at anybody. I go use the restroom. And as I'm coming back to go to the backstage area, these two mean looking cholos just like walking up to me. And I'm just like, oh, fuck, like someone call a priest. You know, I, I thought I'm going to get fucking killed. Yeah. The first thing that one of them did was took out his hand and he's like, hey, bro, our respects. And I was just like, is this a trick? Is he going to grab my hand and just fucking yank me like across yeah, the yeah. fucking floor? So I shook his hand. I was like, thank you. That means a lot. And he's like, you know what? He's like, if we ever see that you're performing out here, let us like, we'll be there. You know, you need anything. If you feel like, you know, your life is in danger, we got you. Because it's like, you got fucking balls to do what you're doing. Right. And I was like, oh, thank God. I mean, these fools were blasted. Fucking like, these look like OGs because they were older. Right, right. I think that's what sh shocked me the most is that like, one of them had this like fucking salt and pepper, like fucking handlebar, like type mustache. And that shit freaked me out because I was like, oh, fuck, these, these veteranos are going to let me have it. Right, you know? right. But that respect just like fucking blew me out of the water. Right. You know, you could have stayed silent and just kind of rapped, you know, like what everybody else is rapping, but you chose to stand out and rap about what you go through and how you live. And that's how people found out about you because of what you're saying, you're openly gay and you rap about it, okay? You could have just stood silent and not said anything, but it did take balls to do what you're doing. So, you know, if people want to get upset at that, then they can get upset at that. But, but just know, and I know you heard this uh, time and time over again, you're never going to please everybody. No. You know, me sitting right here, even as a straight male, I piss people the fuck off. You know, and just by having you here, I piss people the fuck off. And most, uh, most some of these guys are probably not going to talk to me again. But honestly, no disrespect, I'm not going to lose any sleep, bro. So. And it's, it's, it sucks that it has to go in that direction. Mm -hmm. You know, 
like when fucking and that's the other thing too is that like when the whole black lives matter movement started yeah all the black people united yeah and not even black people like it was whites mexicans like everybody united right. there were protests all over you know the the nation yeah but when our paleteros started getting assaulted where were the riots where were the like where was the nash the nationwide protests you know i know that some like i know that there was like you know uh members of the black community that spoke out against it they but did. i didn't see enough from our people now that's a great point i didn't see enough from our people and it sucks because it's like i know that the reason or part of the reason is that why we didn't see enough is because this person has beef with that person so that person has beef with him so we can associate with that and it's like there, there's never any unity i rarely see any unity right no and that's the truth that is the truth and i believe that's part of the reason why and again, that's part of the reason why I believe the genre of Chicano rap has never went to the next level. People think that it has. My opinion, I think it's never gone mainstream in a sense where it's heard nationwide. Right. Because there is no unity. There is. We, we can't even get a song with a, a bunch of legends on one because I don't like that fool. I don't like. I don't like where he's from. I don't like. His, he said one thing. Uh, you know. It's just like. I'm really appreciative for, like I said, Crazy, Miss Lady Pinks, Carolyn Rodriguez, um, Miss Lovely. They're the ones that, you know, have been there from the start. Okay. And for a while, like, Miss Lovely and I stopped speaking. You know, she kind of had, like, a moment where she kind of, like, you know, withdrew from the crowds and she was doing her own thing and stuff like that. Um, but even, like, Wicked Baby Doll, for example, mm -hmm. she's been helping me, you okay. know. All of these women have basically helped me in one way or another to get me to where I am. I may not, you know, fucking be huge, but as you know, as you can see, people know I'm out there. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I'm not even going to lie. The, the more attention I get, the more scared I get, you know, because I do worry about my safety. You know, I worry about the safety of loved ones, of friends. Like I don't like I said, I don't want to be responsible for causing a fallout and for creating even more basically like um um more hatred in our community right you know more right. separation okay. okay i'm not trying to change history i'm not i'm not trying to change or rewrite anyone's history yeah i'm trying to create a new path and that's the thing it's like like i said it's as an artist, you got to be more open-minded. Yeah. I know that, you know, you, and I know that all of the OGs have grown up a certain way. And like I said, I respect that. Right. Because even being gay back then, it was still a huge taboo. It's a taboo today, but it's not as big as it was, you know, back then. Yeah. And, you know, like you, as an artist, you, you can't discriminate against yeah. nobody. Have you ever gone to a show and got like, got bashed like where somebody just said something stupid or somebody threw something at you or get the fuck off the stage or uh thankfully no okay well, that's a good thing thankfully no i know and it's uh um i'll be honest with you like i was um the um a few years ago i did a show with uh miss lady pink she actually invited me 
okay. to perform in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And those shows, I was actually scared because she personally invited me. So I felt like shit, like I gotta, you know, I gotta fucking put in my work. She gave my she gave my name to the promoter and she's like, you know, he's good and stuff like that. So I gotta put on a show. And I I did worry because I mean, not only was it just, you know, Pink's that was gonna be there, Mr. Capone was there, um, Brown Boy was there, Reverie. So it was gonna be a mix of different fan bases, you know? And I was scared that you know, someone in that crowd was not gonna like me. Uh-huh. But it was nothing but love. And yeah. it's definitely one of the experiences that I will never forget. Awesome, awesome. You know, let's switch gears up a little bit. Um, um, how would you say, what are you working on now? Can people expect anything from you soon? Are you dropping anything soon? Are you working? And, you know, let's talk a little bit yes. about that music. So I am working on my debut album. Okay. Um, I thought I had a name for it, but, you know, with everything going on, I may just have to change it. But I am working on an album. Um, I actually started working on this album after I did a um, kind of like a feature with Vice. Okay. Um, and it was on gay cholo rap. Okay. So I had said that I was going to do an album, but I've realized you can't rush it. You know, that interview was like, what, two years ago or something like that? Yeah. And I still haven't put anything out, but I'm just, I want it to be perfect to my, you know, to my level. But in January, I am going to be dropping a new music video. So I'm excited for that. And then for 2021, I'm going to start releasing singles off my album. Oh, and then this will be, you know, produced by Underground Chemist and it's going to be available on iTunes everywhere. So this will be my first like licensed work, I guess you could okay. say. You're going to have visuals and everything? We're going to do visuals and I have a couple of dope features on there as well. I mean, I don't want to give everything away. Of course. But to me, one of the most meaningful features is I'm going to uh, do a song with a straight Chicano rapper. Okay. And to me, that's super meaningful because I didn't think that shit was going to happen. Okay. Okay. Um, and you, you don't want to give out his name though, right? Yeah, I, I'm down. His name is Gangster Rick. Okay. He's from Pasadena. Um, and we, uh, like, we already have a, uh, a concept for the song. Okay. Um, so normally when I write songs, I always work on the title first. And then I just kind of go from there just so I can stay on theme. But the song we're going to be doing is called The Father's Prayer. Okay. And it's basically going to be almost kind of like a fighting match between me and him. Okay. Um, and the story is basically a like a gangster dad who finds out his son is gay. Okay. All right. And, and then you guys are going to see like the outcome of what that's going to be. Do you think that's common? That Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. A lot of people just don't like to talk about that, but it is real. I mean, do you think like, I mean, for example, like for, you know, real gangsters and stuff like that, do you think they talk about it? You know what? I had one friend, OG from Compton. When I say his name, I love the brother. Okay. And big time OG dude. Pin, been shot at with AK, uh, huge dude. And um, went to his house one time and some guy answered the door and he literally was trying to come on to me, like literally. And he pulled him to the side, he checked him, and he invited me in and he goes, I gotta tell you something. He said, uh, I, I don't know what you think of me, but my son is gay. Now, at first, I didn't know who in the hell this guy was, you know? 
this was my friend's house first time ever going over there and uh i, I was like what the hell because this guy was like hey what's up poppy damn that type of stuff right and i was just like hey man is so-and-so here yeah hold on hold on mm, you look good mm. i we like was coming on to me like that let me just say i'm sorry to cut you off but that type of shit i find disrespectful as hell and i do not condone that shit if there's anything about the lgbt community that pisses me off is that type of shit and i'm going to say this right now i feel that part of the reason why we're not accepted in the chicano culture is because we do dumb shit like that that's the the respect that my dad taught me about okay don't disrespect a heterosexual man if you guys know each other and that's how you play around then cool but as far as you know just going to any random man and you do that stupid shit and you end up getting popped in the mouth then don't start fucking crying and playing the goddamn victim because yeah. you know what I, i've gotten into fights with my homeboys with other fucking gay guys that have done that shit and then the gay guys get mad at me and they're like well why the fuck would you do that shit and i'm like because bro like that's the homie he has a girl respect that shit yeah. but most of all he's straight like you want to kick it with us but you you can't be doing that shit you can't be doing that shit to anybody i don't give a fuck who it is yeah I'm, and i'm glad you spoke on that because um let me finish up my story and then i'll get to something else he he checked his son and he told me i i never told you about my son because he's gay and i don't know how people would accept it but i think he was more afraid of sharing that with me because of how his son acts not necessarily because he was gay you know because he's a straight veterano dude but yeah. his son was just one of those guys one of them mm, papi type of guys and and i've had a lot of experiences like that where i've been shared with friends you know whether they were men or women i'm like dude i just can't stand these dudes at the gym that are walking out of shower butt fucking naked bending over you know drying their fucking ankles and they got their nalgas staring at me and i tell this guy and i share this story with you i told this guy hey man can you can you turn around the guy would get up literally turn around and goes oh i was just gonna let you know that i was open like so what I did, because I got so fucking upset, I knew the manager at the gym and I just, I, I put in a complaint and I told him, and he said this, I'm glad you told me because if he would have came up here and complained that you were coming out to him or harassing him, I would have to have canceled your membership. But why yours? It, that's just what he told me. And then he tells me, but with him, he'll get a warning. You know, I, I think he would have canceled yours because if he would have canceled the gay guys or whatever, then the gay guy would have probably like complained about discrimination yeah. and he could have sued, which I think is fucked up. It, like it's fucked up that he got a warning. You shouldn't be doing that in the first place. Yeah. You know, that's sexual harassment. Yeah. I don't give a fuck how you see it. I don't care if you think that you were just flirting and messing around. Like, why is it so hard to fucking respect people? Yeah. Well, well, th that's happened to me several times, especially at the gym. But you know what? I leave it at that. I've never disrespected them back. I just say, dude, I don't get down like that, man. Right. Like, respect me. I respect you. And so that was it. So, but other than that, okay, so you have this song. And if I believe, is the artist here today? Yes. yes. Uh, so his name is Gangster Rick. Okay. Do you care to come on, bro? Yeah. Oh, you, you just grab a chair and just put it right next to his. And if you could share the mic, because right now we don't have... Um, uh, oh, let's, you think I could fix it real quick, Johnny? Yeah. Okay. Let me grab it real fast. Better on, grab, uh, see if you can see. Get up a little bit. Okay. Right there. 
put it closer to you, bro. Okay, introduce yourself, bro. All right, so uh, my name's uh, Gangster Rick. Okay. You know, I'm a straight Chicano rapper, like you said, from Pasadena. Uh-huh. Um, real quick about myself, just I have a past, you know, violent felon, uh, assault with deadly weapon, first strike at the age of 15, getting older, more felonies. I'm also a college graduate for parental and business administration. Um, five kids, so I'm a father, rapper, engineer, um, video producer. I do, I do, uh, I like to do everything myself, so. Okay. Um, I make a uh, merch, all that, so. Okay. So yeah, that's basically real quick, That that's kind of who I am. Okay. How, how did you end up meeting Baby Boy Slim? Um, I actually met Baby Boy Slim at one of my shows up in, uh, I believe it was uh, Lancaster, and, um, me and my lady were there, and um, you know he came up and. Oh, and actually, was it before the, that? Yeah, we met. I think it was in San Bernardino. Crybaby Mafia had a event, and I met you first. I think okay. I met you first yeah. there, and then um, one of my homies had a show in Lancaster. Okay, and then okay. I went to your show there, yeah. See, so, yeah, and, and since day one, I mean, homie came up, and and like you were describing earlier, it was nothing like like that when people come off, you know, disrespectful and, and right. all in your face. It was nothing like he came up. And very respectful, carried himself, you know, respectfully. And, and yeah. I grew up, you know, you respect someone, you treat someone the way you want to be treated until, you know, they treat right. you differently. And um, yeah, we chopped it up. He was cool, you know, and, you know, and I supported him, he supported my music. Right. And um, since after that, since after I met him, you know, he he also has a professional um, demeanor, and uh, which a lot of people lack in the Chicano rap industry, from my experience. And I'm hit me up, you know, hey Rick, how much to get you on a verse? You know, let's let's book it, let's do something. And then, uh, you know, like he said, he's coming up with the concept. Right. And um, since then, you know, he has, you know, a little, you know, he has a video show going going to it. And uh, he hit me up, hey Rick, can you come through for a scene? You know, a cameo. You know, and he booked it, and me and my lady went and, and supported him. And um, why? Because he's supporting me. He's sharing my music. I mean, I I've been on labels where none of them share my shit. I've been on. I have homies that don't share my shit, you know, but I have this guy right here who shared my shit. So he looked out for me, so I'm going to look out for him. I tend to do everything eye for an eye. Okay. You know, let, let, let me say this. You know by you recording with him, are you worried that you may get some backlash? Um, definitely not worried. And I know I'm going to get a lot of backlash, but I really don't care. Ain't it, All the ones who are talking or have a problem with it, they're not paying my bills. They didn't build my studio. They're not investing in me. They don't feed my kids. Right. I can care less. Right. If, like you said earlier, there's there's gay rappers within all races and and um, cultures. Ours is the only one that you know is just not you know not accepting it. I guess you know. And and I really didn't think about this until Baby Boy Slim hit me up about this interview. And I'm just like, damn, you know that that's I didn't think about that. That's big. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um and yeah, I know I'm gonna get some backlash, but I really don't care. I mean, I'm out at shows, you know, and all all that. I'm out and about. I don't care. If someone has a problem, they can say it to my face. Right. Um I support whoever supports me. Right. And as long as they don't disrespect me, then they got my support. It, it, it's just safe to say. And again, I try to be very careful with my words because mm -hmm. uh, I know for some gay men when straight men say things they take very offense 
to it. And I don't by no way trying ever trying to disrespect you, okay? Right. And I know we talked about that o- right. over the phone. Um because you're not looking at him as he's a gay rapper. I mean, you're looking at him as an artist. Exactly. Looking okay. at, that that's my whole approach is the way he approached me as a businessman. Hey Rick, can I book you for this and that? And so I'm working with him as an artist. Is it gay? Yeah. Was that the first thing I was thinking about? No. Who fucking cares? There's gay people everywhere. Right. I have gay people in my family. I have, um, you know, it's just, it's something that, that doesn't shock me. I'm used to it. And, and right. with times going on, it's just their community is really huge and really united. Right. So I, I'm actually like, one, he has balls for doing it. And I respect that because a lot of people in Chicano rep are scared to do something new, which is why I stayed kind of back. But he's doing something new that nobody's ever done. And like he said, he's he's going to be risking his life doing it. But he's doing it because he loves it and he's not letting nobody stop him. Right. He's being cautious, as any right. smart person would. You, you know, you, you know. let me say this. And and I think sometimes, because in the past, when I was younger, I was immature when it came to this subject. So I understand what they're saying because I used to think like that. Right. I used to feel like that. But you know what? There's a there's a quote that's, that reads like this and it says you know when i was a child i spoke like a child uh, I, I thought like a child but when i became a man i put away childish things yeah. i matured i i grew i grew and i understand um you know when i was in my 20s and i was producing for a lot of people you know that my musicians a lot of them were gay and i never said hey he's a dope gay guitar player right he's a dope gay keyboardist he was a musician right so I hired him. A couple of times, some of my engineers were gay, and I knew it. They never came out to me, they never disrespected me. But I never said, damn, he's a dope engineer, but he's gay, maybe my track's not gonna sound good. You know, right. you know, he right. was an engineer. Exactly. You were working with him because he is an artist. Right, he's an artist, he's professional. Um, that's just like, that's like if Tommy Hill figures that I'm not selling to them because they're gay. All he's doing is digging out of his own pockets. Right. You know, that's dumb. You know, that grow the fuck up. It's kind of like you said, when I was young, you know, when I'm locked up this and that, yeah, I, things are different. But as you get older, you learn to just let right. shit go. And, and right. let me just say this. If you're homophobic and don't like gay people at all, I better not see you rocking no Gucci, no Louis Vuitton, no Tom Ford, because guess what? Like, Versace. Versace, you know, like everybody that created that brand, that ring that you're wearing came from a gay man, you know, and it's just like, I I love how there's like a double standard for everything. You know, it's true what they say. Like there's a lot of gays that run the industry, maybe not necessarily this industry. You know what I mean? Right. But if you look at it, like everything that's more big and more out there there's got to be a few gay people behind. And why? Because we're creative as fuck. You know, like, we fucking, we throw a little flair into something. Like I said, I'm not here to write your story, Tony. Of course. You know, I'm not here to write no uh, Rick's story. I'm here to write my own story. This is what I went through. Guess what? When I was fucking, like, 20, I was in a gruesome relationship. I got raped, blah, blah, blah. Like, those are my stories. And guess what? There's other people out there that can relate to those. Right. You know what I mean? It's just like everybody's stories are different. And that's what that's what we should be supporting artists because his stories are different than mine. Mine are different than his. Mine are different than yours. It's like you have a whole selection. 
Right. Why just stick to the same damn thing? You right. know. You know, uh, I've known rappers whether they were, if you will, in the black side of rap, you know, yeah. or the Chicano side of rap. Um, and I know they're listening. They've had gay managers, and never said anything. Never said anything, but. I do believe you're bringing out a great point that, but when one tries to rap, you know, it's like, no, it's not welcomed. But we can accept gay musicians, gay engineers, you know, uh, gay managers. As long as they're behind the scenes. Pretty know, much. Or that people don't really know about. Pretty much. It's just, I remember this one time I took, um, I met up with King Lil G at a meet and greet. Okay. And I remember that day when we went, I had a full face of makeup and I was like, you know what? I like King Lil G. I think he's one of the dopest like um, artists out there right now. I like his, um, I like how poetic his music is. Yeah. So I went there with a full beat and this was like years ago when I was like, my makeup was like shit. I was like, oh fuck. Like I was even having like doubts. I was like, should I just go home? And I was like, nah, we're already here. I'm already towards the front. I go up. And I remember when, that day I had like a hoodie and I was, I was hiding. I had shades on and I was hiding. So I was like, fuck. I was like, here we go. I take off my shades. He sees my makeup, doesn't react, doesn't react like he's not like, whoa, like, you know what I mean? Right. But first thing he did, took out his hand, shook my hand, was like, hey, what's up? Thank you for coming. Thank you for the support. You know, I was like, thank you. Like, you're such a dope rapper. Took a couple of pics with me, never said anything negative. You know, I bought his album. We got a po we got posters. He autographed shit for me, and then I posted the picture. And obviously, here comes all the fucking trolls. You know, yeah, fucking just posting shit. The thing is, and I'm not saying King Lil G is, of course, but I'm just saying, I believe he's where he's at right now because if he is a homophobe, he hasn't publicly said it. Right. He's been respectful about it. Primarily, he respects his fans. Yeah. You know, he didn't give me any hate for it. So I was like, you know what? Like, you know, I'm going to support you. If he is a homophobe and he is, you know, behind closed doors, then kudos for him for, you know, not disrespecting me when I'm out there showing him love, you know. But like I said, that's not something that I can hold against him. Like the only thing I can hold against anybody is how they treat me. You know, like you said, like like a person. Of course. But and, and that's what, that that's the way we should treat everyone, like a person. So, you know, I respect you. I mean, we had several conversations. You right. know, and I always told you, look, man, I respect you. You respect me. We're good. You know, I'm not gonna let anything come between us as far as like an interview. If somebody calls me, don't have them. I'm, Dude, you're not going to dictate who I'm going to have here. And so far, I have been nothing but respectful towards you, you know. Yeah, yeah. And Thank whatever you. you do in music or in life, I wish you the best. Thank you. you know? I really appreciate so, that. Other than that, is there anything that we didn't touch on? Anything that you want to talk about? Anything you want to promote? Is there anything specifically that you want to bring up right now is the time? Um. Well, specifically, no, I think I... Pretty much covered everything, you okay. know, I have my album coming up and then, you know, Gangsta Rick is going to feature on it. Um, I, to be honest with you, I think I'm really excited for that particular song because we've even talked about a visual and how it's going to be like, I've even told him, you know, when when we do that song, call me a puto, call me a fact. Like, I want you to 
act like like someone that is just going through the, something that you know you didn't want to and you're mm -hmm. facing that harsh reality right you know and uh, i mean we're still discussing to see if it's actually going to happen but i don't mind him because i want that realness you right. know and it actually may be hard for him because he respects me as a person of course so you know he might actually like you know feel bad about or he may feel like he's disrespecting me but, but you know, that's just a you know that's just a part of good acting is you know you get into it and make it exactly make like it you, what it is you yeah know? um but um so just stay tuned for all that shit. i mean okay. like i said i have a music video dropping in january and then hopefully my album by the end of 2021 but i will be releasing singles you know in the following months you know l l let me ask you one more thing yeah is is there is there gay rappers that you know like personally that are rapping and maybe just don't want to come out as far as like the way you did like Chicano rappers or just in general and just in general yeah. no okay no I've you know like I said I, it's sometimes it's hard for me to even like for example just write a comment on another like artist's page because of yeah because then people want to take it to somewhere completely different you I know, know? I know. and it's and it sucks because like i don't like i said i don't want to bring any drama to you tony i don't want to bring more like you know separation in the community i'm just trying to bring unity like you don't like i said we can have a difference of opinions and it's cool but just you know just respect right and i feel like we would all go so much more farther you know because let's just say as an instance, if there's a rapper that, you know, fucking calls, you know, that that isn't like gay people, but he lets me know. He's like, you know what, bro? Like, I don't like gay people and stuff like that. But, you know, you do you and stuff like that. You know what I'm going to do? Even if that artist never shows any love to my music, I'll still support him. Hey, y'all, check out this artist. I'll still support you. Right. Why? Because I'm Chicano. You're Chicano. Even if you never share my music, even if you never give me a shout out as a fan, even, right. I'll still support you because at least you were you kept it real you don't like gay people that's cool but you never disrespected me right. and guess what like obviously with the whole controversy of going on like i know i'm gonna get you know you know more followers more haters or whatnot but guess what i'm gonna let them know hey y'all go check out gangster rick's music he's cool yeah go right. check out he's, this he's gonna open up a genre to the whole gay community i mean that that's so big. I mean, and like I said, it's not it's not a it's not a secret that there's more like you know gay Chicanos actually embracing the culture. Right. You even see drag queens like dressing up as cholas. You know. Yeah. It's just it's becoming something different. And like I said, we're not trying to make Chicano rap a gay thing. I'm not trying to make Chicano rap like a gay thing. I'm trying to give LGBT raza a voice. And if there's straight people that want to come into that movement and support it, by all means, you know, but at the same time, don't don't drag me for, you know, for just being who I am. Right. Right. Well, I'm glad you said what you said, you know, and again, um, what I'm going to say is controversial. I know certain rappers that behind closed doors go both ways. I just don't want you to play the hypocrite role and bash somebody because they're openly, right? You know, it's only you think maybe that's probably why they're trying to hold Gage Gun rap from coming out. They're maybe they're afraid they're going to be exposed. 
<laughs> if you ask me, I believe that's part of the reason. I have something to do with it. Yeah, and if that's the way they, they want to live, that's cool. Right, that's their shit. Yeah, that's their thing. I don't have a problem with you doing that, but I've known dudes for sure that do that. Mm. I don't have a problem with that's their lifestyle, but don't bash somebody that's right. openly, right. you know. That's all I'm and saying. See, that's, that, that could be dangerous too, you know, because like... I mean, I'm not even gonna lie. I've had DMs, not from artists, but from like regular, like straight cholo, men. Yeah, like not even straight men, like just regular, like cholo looking fools that look like they've done time and they're fucking like, I'm like, oh, I wouldn't wanna cross you in the street. They'd be hitting me up and they'll be like, damn, what's up with you? Like, let's link up or whatever. Like, it could be either like, you know, a setup or, you know, it could be real. Like, they wanna hook up and they're into me and whatnot. But the thing is that like with artists, you definitely got to be careful. It's not that I'm I'm worried about, you know, an artist. I mean, I, I am at times, but I'm more worried about the fans because fans are fucking crazy. Right. You know, and it's just, no quiero que salga un pinche desmadre. Right. Okay. So in a sense, you get hit up by men that are not necessarily artists. No. Okay. And they try to, if you will, come on to you, flirt with you. Okay. Have you ever, without mentioning any names, got hit on? by known Chicano artist. No. Okay. Okay. I'm I mean, I've heard that there's like, you know, artists out there and stuff like that. And I'm not even gonna lie, there's been names that have been thrown out. Yeah. But honestly, like I just I I'm like, I don't wanna know. Right. I don't wanna hear. I already have a target on my back as it is. I don't need a fucking like motherfucker with like a bazooka like aiming straight up at me, you know? Like that's why like I'm very I'm very careful about who I fuck with. I'm very careful about like what I say and I'm just like, you know what? I if I'm hearing some shit, I don't want to fucking know. Don't tell me. Like, you know, it's it's all good. You said with a fucking bazooka like, damn. <laughs> That's like some cartoon shit. But you're being honest. But you're being honest. You see it though. It's just like I mean, even right now, like you're just giving me an interview. Like I'm not, and I don't even have anything that much to promote. Right. But you know, you're giving me an interview, and it's a fucking firestorm. Because I, I want you to have fucking, a voice. You know. And you know what? It's like you know, to the, to people that don't like me or don't you know don't want to hear anything I have to say. What are you doing here? That's a good question. Mm -hmm. That's a very good question. It's just they like the cheese man. I can't blame them, you right. know, because like you know, people say any drama is good drama. Well, Mexicanos know? love uh, cheese man. They love cheese man. They're like worse than my tia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, anyways, other than that, brother, uh, let me start with you. Any uh, shout outs you want to give? Anything you want to say before uh, you we know leave? What? Just shout outs to all my fans. Shout out to Tony, you know, for allowing me to to come and, and give a straight Chicano rat's point of view. And uh, Baby Boy Slim for doing this, and um, shout out to all my fans, man. I've been uh, I've been working hard, and um, you know, I just want to sh shout out everybody who supports me. You know, I appreciate it, and I, of course, like always, I got a lot more shit coming. Gangsterrick.com. Uh, thank you for for being bold enough to come out here because I know you're probably gonna get some backlash. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get some backlash, and you know, I really don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, oh well. You know. They, yeah. Like you said, if you got a problem, what are you doing here? Why? Why? What are you right. happening about? You're yeah. watching us. You're on the sideline. Okay. We're in the field. You know. Any shout outs? 
Um, I got a couple. Okay, so cool. Take your time. I definitely want to give a shout out to the leading ladies in Chicano rap, Miss Crazy, Miss Lady Pinks, Carolyn, Wicked Baby Doll, Miss Lovely. Like, thank you guys so much for the love and support that you guys have given me. Like, even if in the future, like, we part ways, that is one thing that I will never, ever deny that I've gotten help from. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to my boy Stilo. Uh, it's his mom's birthday today, so happy birthday to your jefita. Um, shout out to Spooky and everybody from uh, Crybaby Mafia. So thank you guys so much for the love and support. Um, and I just want to give a shout out to all of my supporters. Thank you guys so much for, um, you know, being there for me and looking out for me and you know, even though you guys be telling me things I don't want to hear, like, oh, Slim, I heard somebody's going to catch you. Like, oh, it's like, don't, <laughs> thank you for giving me a heads up. But let's let's just let it be a surprise. Um, but I'm trying to think, like, do I have, I think I, I, I have it covered. I'm pretty sure I have a lot more of that. As soon as I walk out, I'm going to be like, fuck. But yeah, thank you guys so much for supporting, for all the love and the support. And, you know, let's just, let's just do better to help one another. There's already enough segregation in our in our own communities. Like you know, don't don't segregate our don't segregate ourselves. Like other people are trying to segregate us. Right. Awesome. Other than that, I want to first of all I want to thank you uh, for coming out here, and uh, I, I hope I'm, you're cool with what I'm about to say for having the balls to coming out here and and doing giving this interview. Okay. No, thank you for the opportunity. Honestly. Thank you, brother, for being honest. You know, for meaning for being like I'm working with Baby Boy Slim, even though you're yeah. going to receive some backlash, and it's it's kind of bullshit, but it is yeah. what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. And so, thank you, man, for um, having a voice with you. Yes. Other than that, let me thank my boy John Motherfucking Elkins, and uh, uh, this guy's the Steve Jobs of the city of Torrance. He handles everything. Uh, he's like my offensive line, and I'm like the running back. So. Uh, other than that, uh, let me give a shout out to my boy DG, Daniel Jones, DG Media Clips. My son, be scandalous for uh, helping me promote this. And if I forgot anybody, Despensa Mensa, we'll see you here Sunday. Freaky Tales on Friday, but Sunday we got another controversial doubleheader. So we'll see you guys. Have a blessed night. We out, we out of here. Do I hear the thumb out or not?